None of the scenes in this program were staged. Sixty-nine riders. If you know what I'm saying. Oh, dunch. Sixty-nine riders of the Knights Templar. Is that right? Uh-oh. Is that one of the official secrets? Um, if I say yes, will you believe me? Nope. Okay. Just tell me what you're willing to believe, and I'll tell you whether you're right or not. Nothing. Yeah, well, there you go. That's probably the best policy. But if you drop a 33 in there, I might be more oh, likely for, to consider. You better. You better. That's, that's, how you know that's how you know it's on the level. You see that oh, 33? When you say yeah. 32 plus 1. Uh, that's 333. Or 34 minus 1. Oh, nice. I like that. Yeah, we're really lifting the veil on the mystery schools here. <laughs> but, oh, well, man. well, apparently, um, I heard, I don't know if it's true, but apparently, I heard that 991 as a note as a, an emergency number wasn't introduced into America until 1968, 33 years before 2001. Is that right? Could be that it was standardized. Yes, yes, I believe that is correct. So, what was it before 911? It was local, like it was. Uh, I think it was nine one one in certain areas, but other areas had their own kind of. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it might be it was four two five in uh, Illinois, and maybe it was six five one in California. Or so, you know what I mean? It was different. So that uh, would have been unique to your local exchange. They were called back in the had day. Telephones right. in California right. in the sixties, huh? Right. So they had uh, that. That was part of the nine post nine one one was the nine one one emergency. Uh, damn, I can't remember what it's called. The nine one one emergency act, or where they the emergency services act, or something, where they consolidated all the phone line, all the nine one one emergency numbers to go nationally through like a national um, call center thing, call center system, yeah. to be routed a certain way, and they had to be all like meet these certain standards, which some of them still don't do, or still don't, but compelling it's compelling that's that's history for you but you know so much of 911 post 911 is like uh, so much telecom infrastructure was able to scoot in you know it was just able to like uh, oh get right past things where where before it might have been uh, up to like some amount of debate you know whether or not whether or not competition needed to be allowed or you know what i mean all kinds of variables in local bureaucracy but with the you know in, in an emergency situation of course you know emperor yeah. palpatine needs powers and you know apparently it took quite a long time to be established because in 1987 approximately 50 percent of the u.s population had 911 service so it wasn't until the late 90s that over 90 percent of the u.s population had 911 service 911 specifically, but they had some local, right? Yeah, they had some, they local, had some emergency local emergency number, right? Right. Because remember, they do you remember, James, they used to say, like, uh, call, dial 911 or zero? Do you remember that when you were a kid? I forgot my age. Uh, I don't remember them ever saying dial zero for emergency. Or the, but, maybe it was the operator. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you could just dial zero and get the operator. Yeah. I used yeah. to call the operator when I was bored. That's that's probably why I do this now. Actually, something some weird deep psychological thing there. 
So I'll pick up the phone and press zero and hey, there's someone there. Yeah, right. I forgot that. <laughs> I remember doing that when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah you, call, you call 999 and then you get through to the emergency services. And they say, which one do you want? You're like, uh, none. I'm just a kid. I don't want any of them. <laughs> but it's just to know that somebody was there. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And the operator, out. you just ask them, you're like, oh, I'm looking for this or that. Or they can connect you to somebody in Nebraska or whatever. Yeah, they're like an information oh. resource. I remember calling one to get my yeah. uncle's phone number. He lived uh, my cousin's phone number at my uncle's house when I was a kid. Yeah. He, it was like, I was like, his name, well, I guess, but it was like, do you know him? His name is this, you know? And they're like, <laughs> no. They're like, uh, well, how's it spelled? And I'm like, well, you know, he lives over here. I didn't know what city he lived in. But. I think it was much more civilized in the old days. Like in the movies, when you called an operator and they put you through it to somebody instead of just dialing direct. You know. They were polite. Yeah, and they'd have to patch you through. It's like, yes. Patch me through, Sally. I got to talk to the sheriff. There's been another <laughs> werewolf sighting. <laughs> yeah. Give me one call, 322. Okay, 199. Yes. Call exactly. oh, Klondike 5 for Mr. <laughs> Mr. Plow. Yeah, much better. Do you remember how... Um, oh, the good old when, days. When you remember? had the landline in your house, you know, when you were a kid. Do you remember how this... little it used to ring? Yes. You sometimes could go days without getting yeah. a call. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And now... It, it was quite an people, event. And the postman only came once a day, right? Just in the morning, that was it. Oh, no post, no post. <laughs> now people check their email like every five minutes. I mean, that would be the equivalent of chasing postmen down the street. Going, Are you sure you haven't got anything for me? Just going up to random postmen anywhere. Have you got anything for me? Have you got anything? <laughs> yeah, that's and we, and we, and we actively avoid answering the phone, whereas we used to like race to it, like, oh my god, someone's calling. Do you remember getting to the phone out of breath? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You don't do that anymore, to, do you? Try to get there before the seventh ring. Now you just but, drop it when it rings, like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, totally. But it, it, used to, it used to just ring and ring and ring until the person would hang up, right? Like, yeah. it would just keep going. Boy, my God, friend no, Tim. That's beautiful. God bless you, Tim, if you ever listen to this. But Tim used to let that motherfucker ring off the hook, you know? <laughs> When we were kids, oh, my God, that thing would just ring. It's like you could gauge how much they wanted to talk to you based on how long they let it ring, you know, whereas, whereas now it's just your phone just cuts off after a certain point. You just you, you can just set it not to answer, can't you? Yeah, right. You've got so many <laughs> automatically, seconds, you know, like, yeah, it'll ring, but they won't know I'm not looking at it. Or you can even block people from <laughs> ringing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's like a punitive measure. You motherfucker, I'll tell you, you know, this motherfucker ever calls me again. Block, block, you know. I'm, I'm having a block party all the time with these people. I, w I was talking to someone once and they were like, they were saying how they never check their voicemail. And they were really adamant about it. Like it was, they're like, yeah, who, leaves, who leaves a voicemail? How? Yeah. I, I don't I even bother? know how, like, I don't think I know how to do it. So. Well, that, that's one thing, but knowing how to do it and then actively not checking it because you think it's 
like stupid yeah. or something. That's kind of you're weird afraid. to me. It's like they're afraid. They're afraid to do it. You know, yeah. they're afraid of like that is why I mean, I mean avoidance is all about fear. It's you know, avoidance yeah. has everything to do with fear. So well, it doesn't even mean that he just he's who's called and then he calls you back. He doesn't bother listening to the voicemail. He can see who's called, so he calls you back straight away. True, you do get a thing saying who called at what time. Right, so and, and that's true. We, I used to get a thing on my iPhone that would like break down what they'd said. It would like, uh, you know, it like would put it into text, but oh. now it doesn't do that. But God bless Apple. No, I imagine people yeah. complained about that. So they're already running your voicemail through a computer to break it down before you've even oh. listened to. It. Yeah, but don't you? That was on the very first generation iPhone. Oh really? Yeah. But iPhone hey, zero. Uh, Answering machines, answering <laughs> machines were a godsend. They were a godsend, right? I don't know how many hours you wasted because you picked the phone up and it was the wrong person. And the yeah. other thing was, while you were on that phone, no one else could get through. You didn't know who else, you know. And then the yeah. answering machine right. came. You could listen to see who'd called you and called you back. That was, that was the main thing. That really life changed. Then you could really start kind of yeah. That was kind of saving like times, you know. Big breakthrough, yeah. Yeah, because this does. I did the telephone ringing it, yeah, and you had to answer it and. It's like, no, I'm eating. <laughs> I'm busy watching a VHS cassette. I can't yeah, get up I need another cassette to record the message. Some people who pick up the phone while they're one. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Some people pick up the phone while they were fucking. I suppose they do these days with their phones. I don't know. That's <laughs> just in the movies. They're already on the phone taping it. <laughs> It's on a selfie stick. <laughs> yeah. it, used to be, it used to be a thing in Dallas, didn't it? So she'd be having an affair with JR and then she'd be talking to her husband on the phone while he's while he's while they're having sex, you know. Larry Hagman. <laughs> That's just programming. The highest paid actor of his day. I used to have a Larry Hagman hundred dollar bill that was signed by Larry Hagman. <laughs> Whoa. No, I don't know what happened to that. Huh? Probably worth a hundred now. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Gold I'm too old. Though. I don't know what you're talking about. Who the hell is Larry Hagman? Dallas. From I Dream of Genie. And JR and JR from Dallas and he's on I Dream of Genie. He was the major. Wasn't that Who Shot JR was like the first meme? Wasn't it? That's that, true, actually, people yeah. would always say that in movies and other shows that that yeah. would always pop up. It's like Who Shot JR? But I had I never watched Dallas, so I don't know what the what that I was. I never all watched about. it either, so I have no idea. Either. <laughs> but I do remember that time. <clears throat> it was all Bobby Green. I did. I was a you know kind of hormone. Oh, was it like a... I watched for Victoria and all the good-looking girls, especially Victoria. Was it one of those mindfuck things where it turns out it was all a dream? Or... Yeah, if, yeah. If by mindfuck you mean poor writing, yes. <laughs> I think yeah, that that's was what one it was. Those. those uh, fridge moments in in tv before the fridge moment but isn't that the fridge you mean moment? water cooler moment no it's the fridge moment where it just becomes totally yeah you lose all faith in the narrative because you can't even it breaks through your suspension of disbelief it's so bad uh, jump yeah. the shark it's like when indiana jones jumped in us and in the, in the in the fridge and survived the nuclear blast i haven't even seen the scene but i know that's what it's about and and so it's called that. That's the moment. It's got a name, bridge moment or something. They used oh, to call okay. it uh, jumping the shark because the Fonzie when he jumped the shark on the water skis. Right. Uh, yeah. 
yeah, well, definitely Batman used to shark. do good things. Originally, did some wonderful things with the shark. In the basically, it's basically that moment where they're at you know season ten or eleven of a show, and they're like, "We got to end this somehow." Eventually, yeah, just an easy out. Maybe it's a sort of let's see how, how much we can get away with, and then eventually you reach the you know destruction test it. Let's see how far we can go. Right. Alice, Alice through the looking glass, isn't it? Yeah. We brought in all these new characters, and you know, it's just miserable. So I like the British TV shows because they didn't drag on forever. You know, they seem to have some kind of defined, uh, and you know, they were like a story. <laughs> had some yeah, we had um, very short season as well. So a comedy yeah. show would only be six or twelve episodes, or a drama. Oh. They they never. They would never run on a bit more of an arc. Yes, you could actually have an arc. Yeah. Wasn't it the case with, I was listening to an interview with, uh, I think it was Eric Idle from Monty Python recently. And he was saying how just right off the bat, they got picked up for something like 130 episodes. Just no, I don't think in England, um, 75 years, you know, it might have been less than that, but it was like some crazy amount of episodes right from Jump Street. It was just... Yeah, I heard them talking about it. But they got picked up without actually even making a pilot. It was just like having right. a drink with someone in the pub. Like, yeah, we've got a show we could probably do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just cobbled it together. Like, mm. they just made it up as they went along, you know. That was in the days when there was no um, kind no, of. No, like, there's not. Yeah, that 130 no was way off. Uh, it yeah, it's way off. But there's no. Um, you know, there was no test groups or perceived audience. There was no perceived audience. Right. It was just like, oh, okay, we'll just try this. Yeah. yeah. If it works, you know. Yeah, and there's, there's, there's always this, these waves, aren't they, where they decide we need new blood. And the intendant comes in, and someone comes in, and woof, and then they open the doors, and they sort of, you know, just sort of, people can bring in their friends, people can go for new things. Yoko's in the studio all of a sudden. <laughs> She's in there mixing it up. Yeah. She's like uh, the seventh Monty Python. She was. Tell Paul he's a little. The reason they. She's the reason they broke up. You know. Probably. Maybe the Ruttles. The new originals? The Ruttles. Yeah. That was Eric Idle's spoof band of the Beatles. With the Indian guy? Um, I don't know, actually. I don't think so. They have an, I think they had an Indian guy in there. The Ruttles were great. Meet the Ruttles. Do they still play? They still do events every now and then? I can believe it. <clears throat> How sweet it is to be an idiot. What's, what's the guy's name? But they were musically, yeah, they could they could do the Beatles pretty good. Yeah, everybody could eventually, yeah. <laughs> except yeah, Oasis. They were the worst parody ever. <laughs> you know, did you know those two guys were had sex with each other too? Like they're in a relationship. Yeah. That's what I heard. <laughs> they, they have the same last name because they're married. Noel and Liam, they're married. <laughs> And they just happen to look like brothers, too. Isn't that something? People always look like their spouse. You know what I mean? That just is natural. And it's weird because they had the same mum. So that's really frowned upon, isn't it? Dang. 
Dang. That's only for the Royals can do that. But one of them was adopted. Oh, that's it. That's like Eminem, you know? <laughs> so it doesn't Eminem marry. was adopted. Eminem married his foster sister. Or sister, <laughs> as I like to say. But that's just trailer park. I mean, he probably just right. did it for the right. life, you know, just to be authentic. Did it for the likes. They still smash together. that like button. I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I don't keep up with him anymore. He doesn't, he's not texting me back. And... That's the dichotomy of the gangster rapper, isn't it? Because they come to the fore with this whole scenario of street life and thuggery, and then they, um, make millions of dollars and then they have to still maintain this kind of air of street, raw streetness which they completely lost so it just becomes a balancing act from then on then so anyway, Eminem was the, the biggest selling artist of the 2000s or 2000, 2010 there Massive. wasn't much else going on that's why it's like him and that uh uh, over here we have this like uh, uh, damn, what's it called? Like CD. Like now, that's what I call music or something. These volume discs of pop music of the of the. Oh yeah, year. I remember when the first one came out. Yeah, those things like yeah. crushed it on the sales too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My wife just got back from seeing BTS Saturday in uh, New York. No, what right. that is? What some is in it? New Jersey. BTS, the K-pop band, the K-pop boy band. No. Oh yeah. Not up on my K-pop. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did post an interesting video about the K-pop machine. Yeah, the document. You told me about that. I need never watched that yet. So it's a weird phenomenon. Sounds like K-pop, which is what you used to stuff teddy bears with and things. Um, K-pop, yeah, to kind of, yeah, sort of yeah, ballast for, for for upholstery or, or it's like extruded. Uh, it's like extruded plastic or something. Like uh, is it plastic cotton candy? <laughs> it's something like that. K-pop. No good, really good upholstery. Um, you know, conspiracies are there? Look at those fires. Well, upholstery doesn't really. <laughs> Uh, but we can no. sure as hell make one. But no, not really. Nice thing about it. It's no. it's actually it's people. That's the easy go to conspiracy for any manufactured good. Just it's made from people. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. That would be good. Made in China. It's Chinese prisoners. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> China, China's like kind of the same as Europe. It's just they had the whole game run on them later. You know, in the move, like like Europe used to be monarchies, and then the French and the English monarchy were getting pissed off because the people kept trying to overthrow them. So they invented democracy, you know, left and right. To become a sort of buffer, so then people blamed the, the politicians, you know, because they suddenly the royals suddenly You're had so a buffer stupid. between them. Yeah, but they just ran the whole game later in China because they used to be the dynasties, so it was basically a 
dynastic. I wonder country. if I wonder if uh, uh, I wonder if the premier or whatever is is related to those guys. To the uh, uh, probably. I would I'd think so. Yeah. I would think so too. And they intermarry, of course, with uh, like the uh, Carnegies and the Mellons and the yeah. Rockefellers, and you have Shanghai, West Virginia. These are not. Cool thing they did in China though is they didn't bother with the democracy. They just went boom straight in with the yeah. uh, the great yeah. leap forward. Yeah, and they just wow. yeah. somehow yeah those... that was really cool in the sixties. Well, you got sort of you know people going around with Mao jackets and Mao, you know, his little red merch. Mao merch. Matthew Warhol did some amazing paintings of him. Yeah. Right. They said uh, James Angleton was obsessed with Mao. That he had, the, or no, I think it was Dulles was obsessed with with the Little Red Book, right? And you had you had like uh, he was always oh, yeah. quoting from it. I think uh, Fletcher <laughs> Fletcher Prouty said that about him. He said every every instance he had a damn phrase from the Red Book to, to apply to it. Wow, that's yeah. You must have done some reading on this. You're name dropping Fletcher Prouty now. That's good stuff. Well, I'm a Scientologist, so you know. Just oh, give us a rundown. Who is Fred, Fletcher Proudy? Um, rowdy Fred, Fletcher Proudy. <laughs> they called him <laughs> Rowdy <laughs> Proudy. <laughs> He's yeah. a retired Air Force Colonel. Um, I what, he was a Colonel, right? A Lieutenant Colonel or Colonel? And he was, uh, he was a retired Air Force Colonel who uh, he was. I, he's all over the conspiracy world. He's kind of the darling of it, or used to be, uh, for his. Um, for his insiderness, um, and he was always a big. He always pushed the JFK, you know, assassination thing. He was in. That's right. Uh, he was, uh, man. Who was it? Was Donald Sutherland, him and JFK the movie? Was that who his character was based off of? Yeah, I think it was. Okay, yeah. Um, but Fletcher Prouty had written. He wrote a book called the uh, the Secret Team about. Uh, oh, that was about him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, about uh, the CIA. He, Proudy's like, uh, I mean, I don't know. He was there, or you know, so. But he, he, he was a uh, chief of special operations for the Joint Chiefs of Staff under President JFK. Yeah, former and, uh, Air Force Colonel. Yeah. So the CIA needed. They used the, according to Proudy, the CIA, um, the Air Force was like the CIA's private Air Force. You know, so that, um, and he was in charge of like approval or whatever you know so if they needed a plane to go to columbia or whatever he's the one that has to sign off on it ultimately and uh proudy's uh, the one that said that uh, i mean he's got he's got all kinds of singers proudy's the one that said that dropped that thing about uh that convention where the rockefellers cooked up to say that oil was a fossil fuel oh really yep yeah. i think that comes from him and he's the one uh so he wrote the secret team about about Alan Dulles's management of the CIA, saying that that they would plant people in every branch of uh, the military and every other industry, and just have them kind of either work their way up or stay put, either one. But eventually, he had Dulles would have uh, his own people everywhere, uh, at you know in, in key decision making uh, roles in all these other arms length institutions that. Uh, so he could basically uh, operate, you know, freely without needing any kind of to to, uh, to legitimize any of his actions. He was he was able to just kind of get everything he wanted to do. 
Yeah. <clears throat> Groovy, man. Yeah. Brownie's, he's got a lot of interesting stuff, man. He's, his books are, are good. He, there's another book he wrote. I can't remember the name of it, but The Secret Team and something else. He's got several interviews online that are, are well worth watching, I think. But so he's, but he survived and everything. So he, and he, he kind of played the, the game. So he's, so he, you've got to what, read between the lines as well with everything he's, and, and you know. I mean, he's, he, he's dead now, but uh, yeah, all those bureaucrats survive though. You know I mean? They're good at covering their own ass, but he didn't get yeah fired or anything. Yeah. Yeah. He was close enough. You know, he worked under JFK. He was close. The, the power so-called and, he lived till 2001. Okay. The 12th. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's his name? Is his name Leroy? Leroy? Yeah, Leroy. Did, did, he man- Leroy. did he manage September or did he die in August? Uh, June 5th, 2001. Yeah, he missed uh, it by a few months. Damn. He has seen the final accumulation of all his hard work <laughs> manifest in one beautiful summer morning. Proudy said that uh, the U2 flight of Francis Gary Powers was was a total, you know, the, the, the crash U2 in the Soviet Union. Did he, that was all done on purpose, whatever. There was uh, no kind of accident. Proudy was kind of a hoax buster, uh, you know, before it was cool, that's for sure. Yeah, but if he'd have been a hoax buster, he would have pointed out that maybe the whole story is a fabrication. You know, rather than... <laughs> Proudy's the one that said I wouldn't trust anything from the Freedom of Information Act because they've had twenty years. They've had twenty years to make it up. Yeah, that, is a, good, that <laughs> is a good point. I always used to think, well, if it's that easy, you know. Oh, they also yeah, said that was, someone I sent us a letter. Hilarious. Quoted, yeah. the, the information. We've got to do it. Oh, we've got to send it out now. No. <laughs> right. We know everything. Oh, no. <laughs> Magic. They're just like, well, since you asked, okay, I guess we'll tell you. <laughs> no, it's because I invoke the magic spell. Yeah, Freedom yeah. of Information Act. <clears throat> oh, you got us. You got us this time. Right. Doggone it. My rights. Anything is just freedom for some information. I mean, not the actual <laughs> correct information. Just okay. Here's some information. Uh, you can you can hear the you can hear the backstreet chatter, and you already can hear the sort of no. Don't give them that yet. Make them file a, a freedom of information. Well, we haven't finished writing it up yet. Yeah, it's not free either. By the way, you know, costs, yeah, you have to right. pay for it. Costs, it costs. That's great, isn't it? <laughs> I think it's. I don't That's think it's. You buy into if you paid money for something, you tend to trust it a little bit more. Yeah, I don't think it's too extraordinary of a price, but I think if you say you want like everything related to um, the USS Missouri or something, then there, or you want the things related from this year and this year, you get everything. You can't like, you know what I mean? You can't pick and choose. Like, I just want, like, it's it's limited to your specificity. So if you're broad, you're going to get like 10,000 pages that you're supposed to pay for, you know, <laughs> yeah, 50 right. cents. Or if you're real, if you're real, really specific, you might get one thing that's eighty percent redacted. I think yeah, Proudy also said that uh, that they they were they were adept at miss miss uh, damn what was it called like overly overcomplicating like titles and shit so that uh-huh. so that, so, not, so the same thing would never have like the same category categorization no you threads. know the same yeah so it'd be like B ten fifteen over here and. X one hundred five over here, and forget <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the names would be like transposed and stuff. Just all kinds of ways to fuck everything up. Yeah, 
you'd have to really know what to ask for, wouldn't you? If you even if they were going to give you something. That's the thing. Like, their terminology would be completely the opposite of what you think it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, they'd have their like corporate India. their corporate language or whatever. Like you, yeah, corporate like language, any business. Yeah. You wouldn't. You'd have to know kind of what you're looking for already. I mean, you definitely have to know what you're looking for already. But if you know what you're looking for already, why do you need what you're looking for? I mean, you know, what I mean, you already know it, obviously, right? You just need the government. You need the fake documents that the government's going to print off. And the time, the time frame too, is important. Like you, you want to specify between the years of X and Y to narrow oh, yeah, it down. Get it down to the hour. No. Yeah, as close as you can. I think. Otherwise, you're going to get boned with a uh, with a bazillion pages of shit that you're going to have to pay for. Are you? Have you done it, uh, Russell? Have you just? Have you heard that, the stories like that? No, I read it. I read about it, but um, I've never done it. No, but you can read on the FOIA thing. It'll tell you all about how uh, on their website. It'll tell you all about how to. Uh, the worst. How they're going to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're good oh, at yeah. that. They do. They do. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I got some documents for you. Come on, they will just come over here. I got some documents for you. <laughs> See one now. Put your hand in this hole. It'll be fine. Oh, like blackboard. <laughs> <laughs> Take your wallet out of your back pocket, put this hand in this hole. Plus, I just make up a bunch. You know, I can just be like, I. you can make up your own documents to say you got them from FOIA. Well, what are they going to do? I mean, you know, what are you going to say? Yeah, but no, we could do that. And I'm not, I'm not you think, well, unconvinced it doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> hey, guys, I got some disclosure over here. Some real <laughs> juicy disclosure. Like, yeah, didn't, you, you said Check they went to out. the... Uh, you were talking about the conferences, right? The, hey, the... that's a good name for a drink. <laughs> that's a great marketing Juicy idea. disclosure. Yeah, yeah, fucking hell. Juicy disclosure. So, yeah, disclosure. The disclosure range and then, yeah. Disrobe Dis <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, James, were you saying that on your uh, – when you used, to, you used to frequent all those uh, conspiracy conventions, you said, and, and New Age conventions, you bought a lot of crystals and stuff? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, um, I'm sorry. Um, no, I've never been to conventions. No. Uh, but those guys would peddle like the the mainstream, uh, or the the what are they called? Like the uh, the main acts or whatever, the right. national. Act. They're always pushing their, uh, you know, their pamphlets and shit. Buy buy my bundle of documents for ten bucks or whatever. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, they're like, yeah, these are official, you know, secret documents that I somehow happen to have that the media doesn't have, and um, yeah, they're always like pushing for disclosure from the Majestic same government. They're like, they want disclosure from the same government they're accusing of lying all the time about what. So why would you believe what they're telling you now just because it's under the umbrella of so-called disclosure? It's like somehow now it's supposed to be trustworthy right if they tell you they did it then if they tell you if they came out and said that something i believe you know or whatever they said yeah that's you know this guy he's right on yeah yeah i'd be like shit i'm wrong i must be wrong their whole their whole narrative is built on oh the government's been lying for 70 years about what's really going on but we're just waiting for them to come out and really tell us what's going on (laughs) it's totally ridiculous right yeah, you'll never know the wilderness of mirrors. You'll never ever know. You yeah. know, like you never know who's lying. Same with all the mystery school and the Illuminati stuff. You'll just never know. You know, you never know. Yeah, who's lying yeah. It's, the, it's kind of do the, it. the same way that all these so-called insiders can come out from 
you know, Bill Schneblin or whoever. You notice you never hear any of Rosicrucian insiders. That's not really a thing, but um, it's, <laughs> it's more, it's more. oh, I used to be an Illuminati Satanist or, you know, a Freemason or whatever, but yeah. There's, Who's there's the one guy? Leo, Leo, some, some good, what is his name? Is Leo. Leo Zagami. Oh, yeah. Zagami, yeah. that's it. <laughs> he wasn't he a, you know, Black Lodge Freemason. Oh, yeah, he was everything. He, yeah. He toes he and every little thing, yeah. If you ask for freedom of information, and then they sent you a, Sorry, a message God. saying, uh, Yeah, you can pick up the documents, they're under the third tree from the left, and part <laughs> of the east entrance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, go go yes. to the next telephone box at the corner, that would yeah. make it so There's much envelope in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> Central yeah. Station. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I would I would more readily believe that information than any other. You know, that would be awesome. Yeah, uh, that's what happened to Tom. <laughs> he got psyoped basically. He got. He, that's what him and he tells his stories, like meeting people in shady places and things. Like right. that. Yeah. But yeah. it's, like, it's obvious, is. you know, they're giving the runaround. You know, and few few dark people in black suits and things and and packages and messages and yeah, anyone would go for that. You know, who are you saying? Uh, who are you saying, Manny? Tom DeLong. Oh, 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 Jesus! The guy from Blink One Eighty Two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought I meant Tom Dalpra. Damn it. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's his. That's his British alter ego. It's same Say guy. Someone from Blink One Eighty Two. What? Yeah, man, he wrote the. He's a secret machines, bro, with Peter Lavenda. Yeah, he's a he's a UFO disclosure author. Oh, now. Jesus! He's, he's being, um, Somebody said somewhere they decided to get to the bottom of this, so they thought they'd go to the military and ask. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> they did. And then, and then all these weird people turned up and started telling them stuff, and it's real, people. It's real. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because no one likes to fucking ingratiate themselves onto super rich people who are real naive. You know, that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Especially not government agencies. They would never do no. that. Alistair Crowley's uh, eating, eating and drinking for free every night. Yeah, well, not only that, but if you were writing this into a book, you know, Tom DeLong would be the name you'd go for. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I've seen the bases or whatever. I bet you have, buddy. I've seen, I've seen that uh, alien He's, autopsy. He's talked to people who know, right? I think, I think he did an interview with Rogan not too long ago where he basically oh said, God. like, he basically said, I'm, I'm being um, handled by these CIA guys or you know, DIA, or a couple of different agencies. Um, he's like, yeah, I've got all these contacts and basically I've been chosen to be the public face of this uh, campaign that's essentially a PR campaign. Where For doing, like his, yeah. um, what, what, it, oh, sorry, James. Yeah, they're doing this extended rollout of some supposed disclosure that they're wrapping up into this thing called a, uh, the TTSA or to the stars Academy where they're trying to do some sort of weird learning thing for the youths to get involved with. I'm not really sure of all the details, but they've got this whole organization and he basically admitted on the Rogan show that, yeah, he's been chosen to be the public face of this campaign 
of information. They, they call it disclosure, but it's just an, a PR campaign. Um, and what have they really disclosed thus far? Nothing. Not, nothing of any substance that's cool. making waves yeah. anywhere. So There's something about yeah, that yeah, TPSA, was... too, where they like didn't they can't account for any of their money or something too. Yeah. Yeah. They've had some financial troubles as well. Well, they've gotten a lot of money and they can't uh, say where it went or something. Classic. Yeah. We mentioned this not long ago. I seem to remember Gordon White take that he, that he thinks these are the the echoes of another timeline. They should have lined up with a Hillary win and and that big (laughs) UFO. Well, it was a big UFO (laughs) at the time and the, the, uh, and the whole Russian idea of, you know, kind of big thing with Russia, you know, return to the Cold War sort of thing. Yeah. And then that's Trump, gone. Trump and just the, messed it all up. Yeah, kind of like, <laughs> like, yeah, a, like that idea. And what a those are the echoes. Now. Yeah, those are the echoes of the other way we would have gone, so to speak, still sort of there and not really working anymore, you know. And uh, Will Smith of out, I think they call it in the Pentagon. <laughs> <laughs> now we're down the James Carey rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Carry, I don't know, a buffoonish comedy actor as opposed yeah, to I like actor. That sounds funny. Is he is he funny? What? <laughs> James Cagney? James Cagney, no, he was a terrible actor. Uh, his TV movies were good. I don't know. No. this DeLong's Wikipedia doesn't have... Oh, to the stars. Here we go. Uh, Academy of Sciences. To study extraterrestrial life. Uh, 2018 financial <laughs> statement with the SEC. Company reported that it had incurred losses from operations. It has an accumulated deficit of uh, June 30th of $37 million. Wow, that's a lot of candles and flowers. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Been spending money, yeah. Yeah. I've heard I've heard people say that that's fairly normal for a nonprofit to go through this early phase of being uh, in the red, so to speak. But yeah. um, I don't I don't actually know. Thirty eight million dollars, though. Good night. That's a lot right. of fucking money to be in debt. Uh, but um, for, to, to, to do some, uh, that. it doesn't sound like <laughs> well. I mean, space me, brothers you, with people yeah. in that. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the thing. Is like, what are they actually doing? Anything? I, I don't know. Uh, probably made some t-shirts or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's all part have of a good social operation. Believe. Yeah. Social. Yeah. A few social media accounts, and yeah, that accounts for thirty-six million dollars. Um, what was their mission statement again? I mean, what was the? Oh, I got it right here. I got it right here for you. If you'd like to know, <laughs> I would like to know. This is from their filing. Their uh, from their SEC filing. SEC.gov says. Uh, sorry, uh, let's see here. Management's oh, item one. Management's discussions with an, anal- an analysis of financial condition and results of operation. Sorry, hold on. Overview. TTSAAS was formed in 2017 as a public benefit corporation that strives to empower the outer edges of science and engineering through research, innovation, and education. We have taken great strides towards this goal and achieved what we believe are historic milestones through the outstanding collaboration of our team of experts in science, aerospace, and entertainment. We founded the company in order to be a vehicle for change by inspiring a newfound appreciation 
for of the profound yet unresolved mysteries of the universe to unify people around the world. Our consolidated operations include the results of our wholly owned subsidiary, TTS, which operates the entertainment division of the company. On September 29, 2017, the company commenced an offering of $50 million of its Class A commission stock pursuant to Regulation A of the Securities Act 1933. Ooh, 1933. Oh, well, you can just stop there. Blah, 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 yeah, blah, that's blah, all blah. we need to <laughs> That's blah, 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 blah. it. We're done. really good. We're really nice people. Really good. Yeah, we're done now. Well, here's what they did. Here's what they've. We have continued with our business formation tasks, including operation of the entertainment division. While prog yeah. uh, progress on program initiatives is still pending sufficient funding, <clears throat> the company was able to achieve the following during interim 2018. Launched community of interest website, continued ongoing meetings with potential strategic partners, including discussions with the U.S. government, prepared to launch the Atom research project to investigate materials relevant to its future plans in space-time metric engineering, officially released novel <laughs> Poet Anderson in Darkness, and closed on $1,026,000 of funding from Regulation A offer. There you go. Didn't they didn't do shit. Then they wrote a book of poetry. <laughs> a book of Made poetry. a website and wrote some poetry. Yeah. Wow. I'll do that for $38 million. Me too. Yeah. Just do a Wix yeah. web. You, you could write a better then... blurb as well. Yeah. I'm in the wrong business. No doubt. No. Yeah. There's more money in this shit than climate change, man. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was my point. That racket. was my trick uh, to get you to read out the mission statement because in the climate of hysteria that we're all going to die and we're not allowed to use any carbon, it seems antithetical to have some company like this existing, doesn't it? I mean, yep. completely useless and is aiming to explore space. I mean, that can't be very good for the environment, can it? Exploring space? Mm. Nope, those rocket launches are uh, profoundly uh, polluting. Exactly, that's what I'm thinking. They must be terrible for the environment, rocket launches. But for science, we'll do it. Ah. You just need to eat dog food and gravel for a little while longer. I'm all out of gravel. Fried crickets. Plastic straws. You can't even eat them anymore. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, they can't really, they can't ban straws because we got to snort our crickets somehow. I mean, to get that concentrated cricket protein, you got to grind it up into a fine powder and then uh, jam it up your nose, right? Say on here, you can't snort crickets with Bitcoin. That's right. <laughs> you, can't. <laughs> you, can't snort, you can't snort anything with Bitcoin. I mean, oh, they, we need paper never money. Never going to catch on in the city. Told you that. <laughs> God damn it. No, we need, yeah, we need those slick, glossy bills, money, that hard, physical, oh, just that money. We need it. God damn it. I'm getting all worked up now. Just <laughs> need that fiat currency. 
<laughs> How else are we going to snort cocaine and crickets? If we can't have straws or money, currency. Tom DeLonge made a million dollars in 2018 off this uh, stupid ass business. And in 2017, he made a million dollars too from it. I guess that's his, that, I guess that's his annual wage. From that, yeah, the money's due him, it says. And he also has his own, he also personally finances it through a revolving line of credit where he gets paid 8.58% for up to $500,000 revolving. Dang, what a good deal. Jeez. He didn't really He's make a million dollars. He made 791000 to be accurate. He's taking a wage from somebody. I mean, he's working for somebody, right? It's not like... He's working for the company he founded. That's what they pay him, I guess. He's working with Peter Lavinda, who wrote the Necronomicon. Sounds like a reasonable... <laughs> well, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, but he's a favorite, uh, isn't he? <clears throat> Twisted man. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Maybe they just like uh, these people who like to play tricks, and then it gets more and more sophisticated as they get older. Maybe there is a kind it's just of... mechanisms for moving money. I mean, they're not actually going to—they're yeah. not achieving anything, are they? There's no real no, goal, or it's no. just all about generating finance out of thin air with the allure. Did you hear the goals? Levity. They were in—they were incomprehensible. You know, yeah, they Did, weren't actually yeah. goals, were they? They were then, no. Soundbites and uh, <laughs> clouds of words that don't really mean anything. Concepts. Kind of yeah. This is what, uh, to tie it back to Fletcher Prouty, and in, in something he always talked about was the uh, the manipulation of the Defense Department and uh, having it, you know, when it, when it was changed after World War II from the Department of War to the Department or to the Defense Department. He's like I these. Uh, these mission creep, these, these terms have no meaning and they just allow endless, you know, mission creep so that, like, what does defense mean? You know, what is... Well, it was uh, that's because after the Second World War, like I said, they started signing treaties to, to ban war. Make it yeah, they never, there's never so going to be war, is there? You, that's, right. I mean, so that's they, the whole you, thing. Yeah, war's illegal, then you can't have a department for a defense. But it's you know, not even... That it's, war, can you? it's not it's even illegal. There's, there's never going to be wars there. I mean, a country is not going to go to war against another country in this day and age. And they've known that since uh, the end of World War II. So they have pol police actions. They have to sell the idea to the public that war is real, that it's a possibility that we should, you know, and that Always somehow some great governing hand is preventing it from happening for our benefit. Yeah, that's why I we mean, got even um, <coughs> terrorism, isn't it? There is the the, 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 the perpetuality that the need for uh, you know an army needs war, at least the threat of it. And sometimes, if people don't you know stop believing in it, you know they've got to have that. You know, an army needs war, otherwise it's why you. They have to be reminded an army. Huh? Yeah, people yeah. have to be reminded every now and again. You know. The entire American economy depends on it. Yeah, right. Jesus. I mean, it permeates every industry. Yeah, from whole, top to bottom. Whole towns, whole cities, almost. You know, rely on on the on the Mi military. millions of people. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 
millions and millions of people. I mean, from it's all it permeates academia everywhere. You know, it's just and it, it is the. It goes back generations because every world war, it was boom time for you guys over there. Oh, everywhere, pretty much. Yeah. Yep. yep and we also yep. have a, 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 you know, get the benefit of an increased labor shortage with a million less people coming back. So that demand higher wages, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, you got, you got uh, yeah, every industry kicking on, on every cylinder. To fight the nukes, the nuke is coming. You don't want to get caught unaware like Poland when Hitler was there. Hitler is just waiting to be born, the next Hitler, of course. Might have been born already. <gasps> oh, don't say his name. Don't say his name. <laughs> yeah, but this is the thing, basically. So those are forces. Could be listening. Whatever, they're, even if they're kind of diffused, but they're kind of forces that sort of push in that direction. And, and then there's commerce and... and uh, industry and well the other part of it the commerce the trade all the rest of the stuff and uh, that kind of pushes against it yeah what's everything running because it can oh, the commerce way. comes first doesn't it it's all the same thing I don't think yeah, different. yeah they are interlocked yeah sure in loads of ways yeah but sometimes you know you can see how those forces kind of like get played out you know in societies I mean, this is the thing about, you know, if you go back to a nationalist system, is that, you know, what's that going to do? Or or they, you know, it's going to be interesting, you know? So at the what? moment, you know, funnily enough, in Europe, they, they're all going for nationalist systems, but they don't want to sort of exit Europe. They want to kind of change it. Yeah, so it's uh, not, it's hip, hypocritical, isn't it? There's no such thing. You, you can't, can't have global nation and be part of 28 nations. That doesn't make sense. You just but if you look at like uh, nationalism in the Middle East, it goes pretty well. I mean, Dubai is doing pretty good. Yeah, the people, <laughs> Qatar, Jordan. Yeah, you know, their citizens are doing pretty okay. For them, yeah. yeah. Well, some of them. I don't some. Know, never, never been there. Well, even if you went there, you might not. The ones who are like cleaners and who actually have to do the proper jobs. They're lying. They don't do so well. <clears throat> I had an auntie who was, who was out there with her. Her husband was doing something that I think he preferred not to do. And <laughs> he got out. He was something. He's quite la-di-da. And, um, and uh, you know, they were, they were just happy to get away. I know that. <laughs> Made a lot of money. Happy to get away. Came back and bought a sort of cottage industry business you know where he's got lots of cottages that he rents to people you know, go down to the, the new forest literal college, literally college cottage industry yeah literally and uh literally not in the george michael sense <clears throat> <laughs> no no and you know and, and and got old and fat and comfortable and uh he was glad to get out of it i don't know what they were doing there though what was going on exactly, but it sounded pretty hairy. Yeah. You think he was like a barber? <laughs> Could have been. Um, camel shearer. <laughs> that was his cover, yeah, definitely. <laughs> he wouldn't have passed for either, you know. He was very kind of public. Just I think uh, the, 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 the main point that I think was that uh, that Friday was saying, though, to get back to that real quick, was just that uh, 
that when they the the terms are in um, indefinable. And he said, like during World War II, you had like definable goals that which were like take this town. You know what I mean? The, the, the words that are uh, objectives that had like a clear um, fin, you know, start and stop. You know, the, the objective is complete when X happens. You know, but when in the post-war age, uh, the defense age, everything was just completely nebulous. You know, in Vietnam, the goal was uh, like strategic power or something like. What does that even mean? You know, no, no oh. one knew. No, know, no, plus no one they, it wasn't war, was it? They invaded. So it was just they yeah, were yeah. making up their own terms as they went along to go into the country. And he's saying this is this is throughout society as well. Like, you know, yeah. it, 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 in the military, it, it's also reflected in society at large as well. So education goals go from w- whether it's right or wrong to based on standardized tests. It goes from like some standardization to like goals like universal, you know, like uh, readiness or something, you know, like oh, nice. Yeah, more shit that doesn't doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. The British Prime Minister said that a few years ago. She said we want to, you know, about education. We want to, we want to raise a generation of leaders. But <laughs> she didn't actually say what they were going to be leading or why or, and if everyone like was a leader, leader, then who's a follower? I don't know what. How useful it would be to have a yeah. generation of leaders, but they dump all this money into tech. They say they want to raise the next generation to be, you know, ready for uh, technologically adept or whatever. But how can that possibly be when, at the same time, the myth is that technology is so rapidly advances that there's just no yeah. no predicting it's exponential, it. You isn't know? it? Oh, it's what they say. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you go from the smartphone. You know, tomorrow, literally, we could have, you know, the the rectal implant with the holographic. Eye camera, or something. You know, I'm talking on my rectal implant now. Yeah, I mean, it's so more convenient. Um, yes. Well, that's the brilliance of um, switching over to the terrorist model, isn't it? Because terrorism itself doesn't have any aims or goals. It's completely nebulous. You know, when I was in college, when, when I was so in what uh, what you're was fighting I... is just whatever you want it to be you're fighting you know when i was in political science in college i remember we talked about terrorism and it's specifically part of its definition was that it did have goals you know that like that people did a hijacking or something for a specific reason you know what i mean that the that the the, um x action was taken out so that y you know result would uh deliberate result would happen not nebulous attack in the middle east but like release 15 prisoners or something they had some kind of lit they are there were always demands attached to it and the definition's just completely been changed so now yeah. it just means you know like you said whatever everything now it just means random act of violence but, uh, yeah 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 then that random act of violence can it's the way that that can be acted upon that's important it's how you interpret the reaction to that violence you know what i mean like what they did in America was, you know, they said that some towers fell down in New York. And apparently that was an attack on America, even though it wasn't actually. But the result in Hawaii in going Pearl to war Harbor, in another country somehow, you know, it doesn't make sense, does it? Pearl Harbor wasn't a state. You know, Hawaii, uh, Pearl Harbor in Hawaii, Hawaii wasn't a state when it was attacked. 
yet it was an attack on America as well, somehow. So, also, didn't they attack a military base? Well, yeah. yeah. So that's part of war, isn't it? I mean, they didn't attack the American people. It was an, you know. Well, they were American people in Hawaii where they, you know. Yes, but if, you, if you're, uh, you know, if um, Americans are in France blowing up a French town because there happens to be a couple of Germans in it, I mean, that's an attack on France, isn't it? No, 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 no. Wait, maybe. I don't know. I have to get the book out. I have to get the definition of the book out. <laughs> I heard a story about this. Um, you know, I told you I, I like watching this show where they renovate these old things and they always put their propaganda in about the war. And they go, oh, sorry, this guy comes along with a pair of binoculars that he got from his dad and his dad got them from a, his dad, uh, from a captured German U-boat, yeah? Nice, yeah. And in the course of the story comes out that they have meetings with these, uh, the German guys, you know, they go to Germany and then the German guys go to Britain and they have meetings, you know? Yeah, yeah. Talk about the old days. Yeah. <laughs> because they were, well, I don't know, sensible enough to not, it's not, you know, come on, you know, okay, fair enough. That's, that's okay, let's let's call it quits here. <laughs> Shake hands and get on. Yeah, good yeah, game, yeah. good game, fellas. Yeah, good, yeah, yeah, <laughs> have my binoculars as a token of my esteem, you know. Uh, that sort of thing, yeah. Uh, I, now I feel like I'm like got Prouty's dick in my mouth. I'm black here. Prouty said again. Prouty uh, maintained that they're all friends. That all these intelligence uh, said that Dulles had a line straight to the Kremlin. He talked to the chief uh, anytime he wants. You know, they talk to each other whenever they need. If they had captured some dude or chick, you know, if it was worth it, he'd call and. Have him, you know, ask a guy to have him released, and you know, he would. No, it is, but but that's the way the world works. You know, it's completely. I mean, it's just completely contradictory to you know. They weren't being waterboarded necessarily. It's the same yeah, with Syria, wasn't it? You, you know, we're being told that there's a war in Syria, but there's absolutely zero attempt to actually apprehends president of Syria. There's just these weird skirmishes in these little towns that are, you know, made for TV. It's, you know, there's no like, oh, what's the diplomatic solution? You know, how come Syria are still in the World Cup? Oh, I don't know. That's a bit weird, isn't it? You know, <laughs> it's like it's the picture of uh, abstract. Mm. Yeah, you, you, yeah, people are like just so to jump over there, you know, for it. It's bizarre. Patriotism is important, though. Oh, it is. Yeah. In what way? Well, I'm just saying it's, a, it's considered an important. Yeah. yeah. That oh, it, yeah that it's it, considered important, yeah. yeah. It's a, Not so important a, here. <laughs> In Germany, I mean. Um, you well, you guys have to have like reverse patriotism, don't you? You kind of have to have like a self-hating thing, right? Like self, do you flagellate publicly for the war crimes and stuff? No, not really. They get into detailed discussions about other things. <laughs> Money usually. Uh, and, uh, you know, with a quite, I think, you know, they, they've got their way of feeling superior. But uh, yeah, these, the, the, you know, it's always there. I mean, I tell the truth, I don't often watch the, the, the German TV, so 
I'm not really a very good person to ask. So I can, you know, I see the same thing happening here that, that's happening in England, but never to such a degree. You know, never to. It's always low. It's much more low key, much slower, much uh, more nuanced somehow, from what I can see. But, is the feeling among the British that the Queen is the Queen of the world, or is that you know? No, generally, what's propagated is she's nice and cuddly, and she's not really got anything to say. And sometimes people would like her, she'd say some, her to say something, but no, she's. I, what do you think, James? I don't. I, not in my you know, impression is the Queen is still the, the idea when I first came across it. In, you know, in some of these things that she's, you know, actually is really is the richest woman in the world and owns the most land in the world and has all this power and wields it. It was, for me, comic book when I first heard it. Let's put it that way. So, no, I didn't think she ruled the world at all, no. She's just like a celebrity, I guess, right? Then, yeah, she's a figurehead. Yeah, she's a figurehead. And she's, but she's, the, the monarchy's been well controlled. I mean, you know, I mean, if you believe the history, any of it, some of these struggles seem far enough. And, uh, yeah, they get bought off. And, and they, they do have power and they do have them, but in what? You know, I don't see her sitting down plotting stuff, you know. And, I don't know. And all these... <laughs> and see if James knows uh, who, are, who are figureheads here James, in America. James, James is much more aristocratic than me. He would know. He moves in aristocratic circles sometimes. Don't you, James? Does he have a cane and a monocle? Oh, definitely, if you, if, you, if, you, if you need one. I've got two monocles. <laughs> you see? Of course. Two of everything. In each eye. You like a cane yeah. sword? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my grandfather had one, yeah? Shit, and I don't know when it went. I was really pissed off about that. My grandfather had one. It was brilliant. Brilliant. And I found it, and I knew where it was, and it disappeared again. I think they sussed that I'd found it. Oh, we better put that away. Yeah, brilliant. Cane swords. When I found out about it, it was a complete surprise as well. Useful when one's in Paris, no doubt. <clears throat> Got to keep the ripper at bay. Yeah. Ripper. The ripper. What a name. Yes. Tell me look, look what we got out of that. The Metropolitan Police Force. That was a good operation, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, for instance. And then, and then they flattened the whole site and built the Rothschild buildings over the top. Yeah, strange that. Yeah, funny that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what happened to that? That's what happened to Whitechapel or whatever? Became the Rothschild my wife, my, Yeah, my wife found that out. Just doing, doing a, uh, um, a feature yes. about something, threw that in. I went, hey, cool, where'd you find that? Out? She said, I knew you'd like that. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Yeah. That's so bogus, that whole story, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. <laughs> they still do tours. You go down East End and there's people walking around in like, Top Pats and Sherlock Holmes gear taking Americans around going, ah, and this is here and this is this. You can go in the Ten Bells, which is a pub that he supposedly drank in. Yeah. Anyway, comedy. More comedy. Yeah, well, I tell you, you know, the, the last uh, version of Jack the Ripper, which I found, was uh, by Bruce Robinson, you know, the guy that did wrote With Nail and I, 
Oh yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's a good yarn. He does it really well. You know, he had me really going. I thought, yeah, he's cracked it. <laughs> but it's just all more sort of just more detail, but good detail. Yeah. And feeds into another another big uh, crime of of that time. Um, a, you know, a woman who supposedly um, murdered her husband with arsenic, and she got the arsenic by soaking flypaper, and that turns up in so many mystery novels later. You know, oh, yeah, this thing. Agatha Christie mentions it too. It's, it was a big thing. What a classic! And, yeah, and it turns out no, it was her brother-in-law <clears throat> all the time, and he was also Jack the Ripper. But the, the great thing about it, he's he's a massive, massive star. His at that time, you you didn't sell records; you sold sheet music, and he he'd written some uh, Masonic <laughs> sort of empire um, anthem called Jerusalem. Yeah. And, oh, uh, the one of um, William Blake. No, 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 not that one. Is this his own one? It's his, it's in Michael Maybridge, I think his name is. And he was massive, and then suddenly, you know, suddenly he disappears. He goes off to the Isle of Wight. He marries a, a, a real battle axe of a woman whom there's obviously, you know, no real love for or anything. And he's and he's saying he was mayor then when, when mayors weren't elected and lives the rest of his life there. That's it. Banished. And before that, he was um, with, you know, the commissioner of police. What's his name? Russ? Ah, the famous Mason. Russ Abbott. <laughs> Um, he was the commissioner of police during the Jack the Ripper case. I've no idea. Sounds like a quiz. That's going way too far back. Anyway, he's he was a high-ranking mason, and this fed into. I mean, the king and <clears throat> the prince of Wales, and they were all in this clique, you know. And he was in yeah, the yeah. same. He was in the same clique, so he was very high up. But he's also on tour. And then, then they've got all these, you know, I don't know how he manages to get <laughs> the holes in the stories, but he manages to get these, all these fake, there were all these letters written in saying, you know, oh, I'm Jack the Ripper, ha, 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 you know, and, and taunting yeah. and all this, yeah. But they also were kind of fake and written from all over the country. And then, no, he looks at them all and then he can trace them all to where this Michael Maybridge was on tour at the time, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And at the time, you could post letters everywhere and anywhere. You could post them <laughs> yeah. at the train station. You could, you know, it was really easy. And so he, he gets a really good case for this guy being Jack the Ripper, and then he finds one of these things where, where he says, you know, Jack the Ripper says, tomorrow I'll make you a nice birthday present, and then tomorrow there's this gruesome murder somewhere, you know, just in the same area where he happens to be. So it seems to be nailed. He's nailed it. <laughs> you know, and then why did that? And he think, well, why do they keep all these fake, letters or something you know why do they i mean and and all these and then you realize you just got lost in this massive detail you know but he did it so well and uh he blames it all on the freemasons sorry russ you guys again get blamed for everything i see we know it wasn't them it was the jacobins <laughs> always the jacobin the ripper <laughs> it exactly. was the, the, Atony, the, name. the atonists Oh yeah, absolutely. Number ten Downing Street, number Aten, right? Yeah, Aten Down Street, exactly. And the sun, the sun symbol over the top of the arch there. Solar. Yeah. I need to get a weird affect on some word I say, so like it becomes my thing, you know. Like. It's very important having, to do that. To own you gotta have a gimmick. 
You gotta have a yeah. gimmick, you know. So For sure, yeah. I'd, I'd be like difficulty. I've had difficulty or something. Yeah, doesn't work though. No, no, no. It does it's in right. German because Fick means so it's like difficulty. <laughs> but you need to use your speech impediment like that. You but you have to Wait, what, what speech impediment? Like, Wait, no, I'm just saying as an example. Oh. You need to use it regularly so people understand that it's your affectation. Yeah. And then you can own it, you know. Trademark it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, AJ Dyer, stop using my fucking shit, bro. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Is he is he using your stuff, Russ? No, I can't even think of anything he does as a gimmick either. Except he calls people stupid all the time. What are you guys stupid? doing? Yeah, that's not very good, is it? Like, I yeah, I don't know. Breaks in that super chat. Does does he? That's the new thing, isn't it? Super chat. Did you make the announcement that we're on Patreon now? Yeah, not yet. No, we're building up to that. We're going to have like a drum roll and then some flashing lights. It's going to be, you know, proper news. Yeah, I think James is going to do a special introduction. So it's on the beginning of the broadcast, you know. If we can spend like the first 15 minutes of every show yeah. talking about it, I would really don't, like. Don't, don't forget to like, subscribe. Smash that uh, like button. Share share on your social media. <laughs> They're trying to shut us down. I got I got uh, they'll be shutting us down anytime now. You gotta spread our word. Yeah, because you know they they are gonna shut us down. Then Oh I've I I've worked out what the super chat thing is. It's the latest form of cyber busking. <laughs> yeah, that's cyber like what? Cyber busking. Cyber busking. <laughs> What's busking? I don't, I don't busking know. Busking is when there's someone on the street guitar. playing a guitar, singing a song, and they've got their hat out. Oh, e begging. E begging. Yeah, but I think cyber busking is more realistic because they're making an effort. They're like shopping yeah, and jiving in the subway. But like, yeah. hey. So it's kind of yeah, it's like a new form of busking, isn't it? I don't think it will yeah. last long. I mean, I think it's just been put there as a bit of a tool for people to get used to, and then YouTube will just yank it one day because some right-wing extremist used it or something. So, I well, I think they'll just start taking seventy-five percent of it or something. You know, they'll have a, a, a punitive scale. So now all your neo-Nazi you know, uh, super chatters are going to like, you know, you're, you're only going to get 15% of, of what they do. I wonder, YouTube, I'm sure gets some percentage of it now. I think they get or, like 30%. It's something ridiculous. Or PayPal, or whoever they do it through, I'm sure it's taking a cut too. Everybody's getting a hand on it. And I'm sure the, yeah. uh, the, the e-celebrities of the world aren't out there uh, paying their taxes on that shit. No. I gotta set myself up. About, they were talking about that in England about having PayPal being part of your income that you'd have to be taxed on whatever. I was thinking, whoa, steady there. That can't be right, can it? I mean, for a start, PayPal is registered in San Diego. It's like, well, how can I pay tax in England? 
that's paid to a company in San Diego. Like, doesn't make sense, does it? Transnational. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, you, you better believe that uh, that everything will be, you know, that the, the pipers going to want to get paid on this shit once they are oh, able yeah. to to consolidate. You know, uh, more. It will one day they'll figure it out? Yeah, consolidation. Oh yeah, absolutely. Every I've, bit of digital you know, earning has to be siphoned off to pay for every every penny transferred to someone else. You know, if I sent you fifty yeah. bucks or something for whatever reason because we're chums or something, you know, then uh, for your birthday, then I'm sure you have to pay some tax on it. it like, I thought you could. Couldn't you? Couldn't you pick that? Can't you pick the gift? And well, PayPal, yeah. But what Sim is saying in the future, they'll figure out a way to to tax personal gift money as well. Absolutely, everything will be accounted for. Ever to the to the tittle, you know, it'll be accounted for, so that they can manage the you know more centrally manage the economy. Everything not compulsory is prohibited. Yeah, you must submit to the logic. People love the taxes, too. They're like, if, if fucking, on the one hand, they'll, like, Janice, you know, they're like, uh, on one side of their face, they're like, these taxes are ridiculous. And on the other side, they're like, that motherfucker doesn't pay any taxes. If it's someone, like, of their class or uh, below, right? But if it's, like, some rich asshole, they don't, they're not bothered that he doesn't pay any taxes. But, you know, they love to, to throw that tax venom on each other. Yeah, you really it's, it's amazing isn't it when you think that all these people kind of go over to this new continent you know and they're all battling against the, the elements or whatever you know you think that would pull people together but it didn't really did it they really aren't into any sort of social kind of putting things in a pot and sharing that shit <laughs> uh, totally no. competition based isn't it it's like you really don't like Bro, it man. I Just think it's more like vengefulness based you know like competition yeah. it's it's just i don't know what it's based on just people being a prick or something you know hatefulness because they just want that other guy to pay the taxes not so that they're equal to them but just so that they're like getting fucked too or something you know like nietzsche's master slave morality yeah yeah master <laughs> The master, everything the master, uh, everything of the masters is rejected by the slave as bad just by virtue of it being the masters. Whether it's good or not is really irrelevant. And uh, the slave doesn't really. The bathwater. Yeah, it doesn't covet. The slave doesn't covet the. It doesn't want to escape <laughs> slavery. It wants to make the master a slave as well. You know what I mean? It doesn't want to be the master. Master. He wants the master to be a slave with him, according to Nietzsche. Yeah. But, we're a, weird, but then um, post-slavery, yeah. we're in a position where everyone is the master. Uh, well, <laughs> so that's a yeah. weird sci psychology, isn't it? Like we're all the masters now. Yeah, well, where was the masters? Where was the gentleman when Ivashban, you know? The whole thing, you know, where was the master there? I mean, it's, that's the concept, isn't it? As soon as you start moving away from each other, like you become polarized in one direction, hierarchical. You know, so, 
you know, it's like when, you know, if someone gets a, you know, there's passive aggression and active aggression, you know, and it, that is a thing, you know. So if you're, if you're not as, if you're more vulnerable than the, than the other person, then you, you have to do react with passive aggression. Yeah. I think that's exactly what he says. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly and, what and, he says. And the more you do that, the more you enrage the person opposite you. Yeah. Because that's exactly, so he, everything just grows, you know. Well, he, he would say that the 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 uh, power the um, the differential in power is such that you you can't really irritate this, the master. He doesn't even know you exist. He doesn't even care. You know, like unless you're like right next to him. You know, but uh, that he's more like you. You take uh, you res- it, it builds resentment, slave. While the master seeks for like things which are good and beneficial um, to. Uh, to his family and to the larger uh, whole that the slave seeks only for like himself, his own pleasure or his own, you know, motivation. And, uh, and it's not like literal, you know, slavery, the slave mentality or slave morality. And like you said, that they, that by virtue of their, that they don't, that, that like a weakness and vulnerability are only considered virtues because they can't be, they don't have any other thing to be considered by the slave They you know, it's imposed on them from above. They can't not be it, or you know what I mean. They can't. They can either view it as like total helplessness, or re- recast it as virtue. You should never trust anyone who tells you you're a slave. Well, I don't know. That's all I, no, I would never. No, I fucking hate those slave people, dude. The ones are talking about you're a slave and all that shit. God damn, yeah, it's the worst shit ever. Garbage, isn't it? Yeah, that's it's fucking garbage. Yeah. It's so fucking dehumanizing. Like people eat it up too. Right? It's the, one of the most pernicious things about the alternative media that that side of it oh yeah it's kind of preying on you know the sense that people already have when they come to that they already sort of feel that way but then they run into or we run into all these people saying yes you are that that's what you are and you need to do x y and z to not be that to get out that's just, just like just it's just like in system. the yeah, it's just like in the Matrix, man. We're all just batteries for the system, man. Just yeah, batteries. exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yes, yeah, so like uh, you're confronted with a lot of information that makes you feel, in some ways, you know, kind of you turn your world topsy turvy a little bit, or your, you know, your locus of control. You kind of realize isn't as permanent as you thought. And then, uh, and then, yeah, you have all these people like telling you you're a fucking slave. Like, <laughs> very sad. Yeah, yeah. And getting you to evangelize everyone else in the new slave religion. <clears throat> yeah, because you have to tell everyone else they're a slave as well, so they can escape. <laughs> Who have you deslaved today? Unslaved. Yeah, and you, and you get the idea that part of this rebellion. Oh, you're you're woke slave. So now you're gonna rebel. Isn't that Michael Tisarian? Isn't that Michael Tisarian's uh, got a show uh, called Unslaved. Unslaved? Yeah, yeah, that's his. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, oh, I thought he just had a thing about Eastern Europeans. <laughs> he is half. He's more of a, he's more of an uh, uh, what what would you call it an Irish 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 Irishophile. Aryan, super. <laughs> I think he's like half Indian or something. 
He yeah. is actually, yeah. His yeah, one of uh, his his grandfather, I think, was I think his grandfather was part of the Course in Miracles crowd. Who wrote he's got a big stuff. shot in the New Age stuff, right? Yeah. He certainly knows his tarot, yeah. Oh yeah, Sarah right. says great. He used to kick off everyone's website. Well, I mean, I know he was the first guy on Red Ice, really. And he was also the first guy on Higher Side Chats. The first? The very first? Well, I think good. so, yeah. Pretty much. He was, he was, I know he was definitely one of the early guys. If he wasn't. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, that, that, that would figure. Yeah, I could see Greg Carlwood doing that. Uh, his yeah, sorry. I, had, I had to step away. Sorry, I had to step away abruptly for a few minutes there, so I missed what you're talking about. You just missed 20 minutes of awkward silence. Nothing really. <laughs> I've got, I actually have to get off here too. You're back. Dinner time. So. You mean you haven't solved all the mysteries yet? <laughs> we are the mystery. <laughs> all right, yeah, Russ said he's got to go soon okay all right then all right ross stay right, safe man nice he's dangerous don't you stay worry. safe out there <laughs> yeah remember that ball and chain it's all in your mind man <laughs> stay free bro <laughs> clunk clunk <laughs> yeah Right. Walk, walk quietly, but carry a big tarot. <laughs> walk softly, is it? Or yeah. Yeah. Walk, walk softly. Walk softly yeah. and carry a big magic wand. Carry a Starbucks. Surprise! The climate crowd haven't got some tarot readers in. Let's see what their score is. <laughs> yeah, that might be think, um, if there a new any... angle, you know any good doesn't work does it I, I would have to think there's at least one person with a little tent there doing terror readings i would have to think so <coughs> yeah yeah we can do we can do an online tarot thing so we do an online tarot cast for the world and see if it's going to die in 12 years <laughs> hang on <laughs> i don't have a deck with me uh, i do ask, it right now we ask the hard questions <laughs> Online, you don't need a real deck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Online tarot deck. Right. Just the, haven't you got whoever, an whoever wrote that app? I'm sure has come close to approximating true uh, randomness or whatever. <laughs> it's uh, I had, um, uh, Gordon White was interviewing this woman who she owned 200 tarot decks, but she said she's. But only one of them was one that actually worked. She said that worked for her. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, no, apparently in tarot, you, you you can't just pick up any old pack and it'll like work for you. you. It's something you have to build up over time, you know. Like, right? Know. Yeah, yeah. Some weird. I mean, you'd. I suppose you'd have to believe that if you were into all that stuff. <laughs> buy it myself but i'm not dismissing it 100 percent. but let's let's try it okay i've said <clears> we'll do a right away tarot and a celtic cross and we'll hit it and we've got to think 
<laughs> future of the world. What should we say? The next 50 years. Let's see if there's any death cards. Okay. Ooh, 50 years. That's a pretty big. Well, should we, be, should we say, uh, yeah, well, 2050, they say 30 years. Yeah. 30 years and, um, and the environment, you know? Okay. All right. So, yeah. Wait, you have a deck there in front of you? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's a typical Celtic cross. All right. Okay. Are you, are you, no, you not a death card in sight. Shit, really you're boring. Using a website, right? Not <laughs> even, a, not even, not even a tower, a lightning struck tower. It's really no. Just mundane. There's no. Doesn't look like there's any bad news. I'm just looking generally over it. The position. An opportunity to be met with boldness, vigor, and enthusiasm. Herald of birth, invention. You know, an innate and primal force released. That was what I was thinking the other day. I was thinking as well, sometimes looking at this, this whole kind of social, blah, I was thinking like Terry Pratchett, like there's some sort of totalitarian spirit moving around looking for somewhere they're nesting, you know? It keeps getting sort of kicked on, but it's like, it's, uh, it keeps knocking, uh, let's come back. you know what I mean? Something like that. It's kind of got to, we've got to kind of, we've got to communicate with it. Like like Mr. Spock <laughs> would, you know. <laughs> All we got to know is what is it? Why is it really so hurt and afraid? And what's wrong with it? You know, what's 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 up? Ah, uh, yeah. What's up, Hitler? <laughs> why is globalism so wounded? If we can just, you know, yeah, take yeah. a minute to say, hey, yeah. what's up, globalism? Yeah. Well, I mean, hey. how can we help, really? Hey, <laughs> hey evil monster, what's what's up, what's bugging you? Come on, <laughs> you want to talk about it? <laughs> We need to turn this thing around, you know. That's right, the problem, well, isn't it, with, um, you know, this whole online revolution, um, is that the system that's in place, any system, you know, network or government or whatever, globalism itself, that system sets the terms of how people revolt against it. Yeah, so right, yeah. in that sense, people can never actually, will never overcome the thing they're trying to overthrow because they're using the, they're fighting it on its own terms yeah. instead of coming at it from a completely free system. You know what I mean? Yeah, like and it's designed that way, isn't it? You know? Yeah. I mean, you're not going to defeat globalism by having unglobalism. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, right. It's just a reaction, yeah, a reaction. Right? Yeah, it's like you need to absorb things and then make them work for yourself. You don't, yeah. you don't just destroy them because they're not yeah. very good. You know, yeah. otherwise the world would be a mess, wouldn't it? If you just yeah. overthrew everything that wasn't of use to you. Yeah, you never know when you might need it. Well, that's true. Yeah. 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 What's interesting here is the, the okay in the typical Celtic cross spread when you say the first the first oh, oh a Celtic cross okay yeah yeah, yeah. And the second card is the kind of the opposition or the cross you know that flies over the top right and that is in this case the King of Cups but it's oh, that's nice. then yeah because I mean, this is like this this is interesting though but it's also you know endless patience tolerance of other points of view and deep knowledge of human nature. It's a, a kind of you can see that you know. Like us, man. <laughs> Remaining calm and relaxed in all situations, and making artful use of diplomacy or a quiet word to resolve conflicts. 
That's just any English gentleman that would describe. I don't. It's not, it's not in mystery, isn't it? It's interesting that it's in the opposition card. Oh, hi. Hi, me too. just come in. Evening. She can't hear you, unfortunately, unless you turn up the thing. I said it really quietly. <laughs> <laughs> you said evening. evening. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can hear you. And we're actually recording, so you're on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay, good. Right, shoes. Yeah, let's get her off. <laughs> no. Yeah, man. Yeah, I suppose I should have. We're recording, I forgot. I We've just been chatting the last few weeks. I'm not used to having the the record button on. Yep, better bring your A game to this here. Yeah, submit to the logic. Bring it. Bring the goods, the good stuff. But they're interesting two cards, you know, if you've got this kind of like this, this force going on at the same time, it's kind of like, well, let's talk about it. Let's think about it. It's kind of, and that's, that's what it feels like sometimes, you know. I've had enough of talking. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Let's see how it goes. Then it goes, the next one, the best, the goal you can achieve. So this is where the earth's going, right? The, the environment as well. I mean, it looks, it looks, I mean, these are all nice cards. This, the next one is the Page of Wands, the best you can achieve without a dramatic change of priorities. Yeah, would be. <laughs> can represent a person of some timidity, but whose innate passion can be easily ignited, may indicate the birth of a child. Something new. <coughs> What's that mean? Anyone? And then the comes birth of the new the new human race, AI infused uh, cybernetic race. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Well, let's see. <laughs> the interpretations, everything. I'm got a clue. I'm just giving you the bare bones. I don't know really either. So here, then comes um, the the card on which the situation is based. Yeah. So, and that is strength. So I thought we were sick. I thought the Earth was sick. But the environment is apparently strong. Oh, good. Victory after apprehension of fear. Because it's had all, all the vaccines. <laughs> Del <laughs> delays and setbacks will be overcome. Yay. Yeah. That's good, isn't it? See? Good. Somebody yeah, just good. needs to tell the mass media. Yeah. <laughs> chill out of it. This is the, next, the next card is, represents a, a passing influence, something to be released. Page of Swords. Oh. Yeah, which is then the approach of an uh -huh. unexpected challenge to be met with clear thought and just action. We don't have to do this. A person filled with eager appetite for all matters of mind and logic. Ah, the gathering of information through unfaltering vigilance, careful examination and subtle spycraft. <laughs> we don't need to do This is what we have to let go of. The use of reason or eloquent speech to penetrate the veil of confusion and cut to the heart of the matter. <laughs> yeah, screw all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Get rid of that. <laughs> it does sound like, I mean, what? You know, subtle spy craft. Well, is this the uh, is this the ten card spread that you've done? Or yeah, yeah, the Celtic cross, the so called okay. Celtic. Cross. I, I I got the page of swords as well. I did that as got that in the ninth position. Uh huh. Which is the next one I'm going to, isn't it? I, no, I don't know. I'm not sure. The next one I'm going to is something to be embraced. And that's the Herophant. I think you're on a different website than I am. <laughs> yeah, we got different spreads. That's the whole thing. You do it again, I get another one. <laughs> the timeline moves. Which and one then, is right? 
yeah, that's the whole thing. But it's fun just to look, get you get different. Or it's like cutting up texts, I suppose. You get so all of a sudden, no, you know, and we've gone in, into another no, system. The, the earth is strong, into... the environment's strong. You approach it and influence things to be embraced, funnily enough. Just the Hierophant, which is kind of like more spiritual and all that stuff, you know. We're going to get more, ooh, is that cool? I don't know. I think people are going to get more spiritual. Yeah, I think they are. They're looking for, they need something. They've missed it. They miss something, don't they? They want something. Religion, <laughs> someone, someone said that religion is the new science. Science is the new religion. Ah, I had a different opinion. We were talking about last week, which is religion is going to be the new politics. Yeah, you were, oh, that's what it was, yeah, right? Politics is the new religion. Yeah, yeah, this, no, this, this religion one. is the new politics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very important distinction. Yeah, that puts. I think people will start to choose religion over well, any other kind of identity. Every way. everything sort of comes down to religion. In a way. I think it's a way for people to feel community and some connectivity it's like how when if you've got nothing or your skin or your shit's going wrong and you need some community it's one of the simplest ways in isn't it mm. is to you know through religion yeah and how but now check this out now what, what? this the next one this is the uh the base of the staff, it represents your role or attitude. I mean, in this case, the environment or the world, as we call it. Well, the, yeah. you know, the high priestess, a pure, exalted and gracious influence, education, knowledge, wisdom and esoteric teachings, the forces of nature, intuition, foresight and spiritual revelation of the most mysterious and arcane sort. That's a nice little block. Huh? So that's, that's where we live. <laughs> that's the state of it now, <gasps> apparently. And then the next one is the environment and the people you're interacting with. That would would that be us? <laughs> the fool. Fool. The fool. He just left. Yeah. <laughs> That's us. That's us. <laughs> the environment's interacting with us. And we're we're the fool. Fearlessness, imagination, <laughs> mindedness. It's not as bad as it sounds, but you know, yeah, it's it's pretty good. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about, do we? Would hope not. <laughs> yeah. Come on. And then there's the inner emotions, hopes, fears, and all that stuff. That's and uh, right. So six of wands, victory. This we're, we're talking about. You know, this is amazing. Sense of honor and satisfaction, resolution of important matter. I don't think. I think the the, the world's going to win. Don't you? The card at the top is the ultimate outcome. Should you continue this course, is the Knight of Swords. Oh, see, I got the Knight of Wands. Oh, I see. But did any no death cards? No. Nope, no death. No impending doom. I mean, come on. <laughs> we shall see. 2030, we shall reconvene <laughs> and close this um, small experiment. Yeah. That was our weekly tarot reading. <laughs> Coming up next, we'll be taking the train into magical fairyland. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a great, good, good thing to sort of ask an impossible question, see what the tarot cards think, and then you know, and then just run with it for a while. You know, it's a way of generating um, all sorts of. You know, yeah, it's good fun. Mm. And it's not. And we're going to be imagining a school system of education designed by Terence McKenna. 
<laughs> wow. And then, and then uh, 50 years down the line, people will be protesting that's all a bunch of crap. Yeah. Why is my six-year-old taking magic mushrooms? <laughs> yeah, History, why baby. Yeah. Why, why, didn't, why didn't I get any? Yeah. Kelly's here. Kelly's joined us. Hey, Kelly. Oh, wow. I was just say, thinking there, you're saying about religion and stuff, and I, I'm not really religious, but like, I'm interested, I'm interested. And so, like, I've been listening, I listened to a couple of things, it's Christian and stuff, and I was listening to them not so long ago, and they were saying how worried they were because Kanye West's now having a Sunday service. So <laughs> he's like getting, like, well, if they get religious, then probably, well, we say religious. Like, what is it there? What kind of, do you know what I mean? I think it's maybe everybody has one sort of religion. I don't know. I really don't. But, um, anyway. He has always been Christian, though. He's always been, that's always been the fun. Right, I never knew that. I listened yeah. to the service, and I quite enjoyed it, actually, but I better not tell the Christian people that. <laughs> No, because I like gospel. I think it sounds good. So, and then, and then yeah. gospel yeah. is a good expression of Christianity. Yeah. yeah Why would you? If you had the option, who would go to the white church? That's what I was like. Yeah. <laughs> it's so different. <clears throat> go to the techno church. Yeah. I was, um, is, is, is Kanye going to become a reverend now after his <laughs> rap career? Christians think he's going to be the next Jim Jones. <laughs> oh, Lordy. <laughs> like a cult sort of thing. Um, I was, um, maybe I was he'll saying, be the next Archbishop of Canterbury. <laughs> next Pope. That'd be fun. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. It was like the one of the recordings that I watched. It's like... Um, the Sunday service is filmed in a zen, in a zen area where the lights change colour and all this. And I think it, they're just like, oh my God, this is like Jonestown or something. A zen, what, like a monastery? Uh, it just, I don't know. I'll put the uh, thing I watched up. It looks like, a, I don't know. That's strange. Or something. And they're singing um, some weird stuff. So, uh, Michael Jackson comes in at some point. <laughs> Michael Jackson tunes uh -oh. as well. Uh, uh, that's quite mad. I never knew he was sent to Christ Christianity or whatever. You know, how can you do that and that? You know what I'm saying? I think it's just a case <laughs> of um, it re branding itself for the present times isn't it yeah it's just an expression of that mm -hmm. <coughs> i probably rebrand itself without any of it like values and things, things that probably like would benefit as i give anything you know what I'm saying? But the point is not the actual details it's about the community isn't it it's about yeah. having a higher purpose so if you involve yourself in going regularly or then you perceive yourself in the world as being part of something bigger than just yourself you know what i mean yeah 
Like, that's... So it makes you behave differently towards others. Uh, and it's not, it's not even like the church is not really actually biblical, really, is it? I mean, really, no. Yeah, and that's, I guess that's kind of the same way that politics as well. You, you find yourself, you know, identifying with this party or that party. And if your party is the one that wins, well, then you feel like you're really part of something. Mm-hmm. Must be Get so. The is, though, that that percentage of people is so small. <laughs> right, it is, yeah. So tiny. You know, I mean, politics is it's incredibly small. Yeah. Well, it doesn't exist, does it? It doesn't exist. It only the Christians in the media. No politics. Well, they do. It's not. It's not <laughs> something tangible that you can hold. It's not something you can go to bed at night and go, "Yep, ah, done." Yeah. So, <laughs> it's just constant. It's, a, it's just it's only exists in the media, and it only exists in people talking. It doesn't exist as a, there's no final, final, because it's always in revolt against itself. I mean, that's the way it's set up, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's up to be a mess. Yeah, the, you know? the most you can, you can get some legis, legislation through, legislation, what's it called? Legislation through, you can get some law passed or something, but even that. But would, legislation uh, isn't politics, is it? Politics is the fighting to be in power, to pass legislation. Yeah, you know. but isn't that to to get the legislation you want to make it better for your community? I don't know. No, it's for business, isn't it? Not about mm-hmm. business, business. But the same businesses are the ones who benefit. So it doesn't matter who's in power, does it? I think the politicians own the businesses, really, or like the government, anyway, through. Yeah, through shareholding, you know what I mean? That's what I mean, like the tech companies and ministries or whatever, people who supply hospitals with products, they don't care who's in power, do they? It doesn't matter. They're still going to need to supply. I think there's a certain amount of cronyism. Yeah, there is cronyism. Like, it matters on a sort of micro level of who, but... Ultimately, it doesn't, does it? Because all those services are still required, whoever's in power. What I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think how many, like, That's what I mean, it's who gets them. Like, parties I've seen in power, and I can't remember there being much difference, just like a... Exactly. Mm. They proved that in England when Blair got in. It's like, whoa, welcome to the <laughs> I remember that. He yeah. Said, he sent me a video. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Those were the days of spin, weren't they? When we were introduced to the idea of the spin doctor and spin. Yeah, and they just put it out there blatantly. Like, yep, yeah, this is all spin. It's PR. People write his speeches. I think I voted for him, you know. Do you know what? I, I think I did. Oh, wow. Well done. I think I did. Because I think I was about, I don't know, a teenager, maybe. And he sent me a video. <laughs> and it was like, was that band was a scientist guy in it. Things can only get better. Well, I was actually quite taken with that video, you know. I get motivated me to vote for him. It worked, then, did it? <laughs> but I think so. The pop, you went I feel like to admit it, but <laughs> and, and Oasis were in his house and stuff. 
That was terrible, wasn't it? Idiots. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it is terrible when I think about it, but it did actually, like, I didn't think it was that terrible then. So it's just like... I thought it was horrendous. Did you think it was... <laughs> I was looking at properties in I India. Think, um, when did he get 18, into power? 18. He'd been 18 or something. Just yeah, something like that. Yeah, God. See, that's why you want to get all that age group getting to yeah. vote when you're younger. Booth, didn't you? You wanted to see that pencil on the end of the piece of string. You wanted to feel it and know what it yeah. was like. <laughs> and then they sent me that dancey wee video hanging there. And, uh, <laughs> and then the, what, that Iraq thing and that happened, and I was just like, fuck you, man. Like, I don't know. Sorry, it's getting recorded. Sorry. Um, uh, and then I think I voted once after that as well, and that's it. Oh, did you lose the second time? Um... Second, um, SMP, yeah. it wasn't that long ago. I'm embarrassed about this one because it was um, this oh no, the Scottish thing, but not the referendum, it was like the after effect of that. And uh, the Scottish National Party, I shouldn't have ever done it, but it was just like I got carried away. And the what would you call that? The sort of fallout from that referendum thing, although I never voted in that, but like somehow I voted in it, the other thing. And they, they won, so yeah, I must be kind of lucky then, eh? <laughs> Not really. I don't know why I've done that. Uh, it seemed a bit exciting, the referendum in Scotland. It was... Uh, why? Just a, just a complete and utter farce, though. Like, mm -hmm. uh, there's no way you can be independent now, come on. Yeah, it's like if if that referendum had passed, you know, if if the yes votes had won, mm. who who would be running Scotland now? The the UN or the um, EU or whatever. Yeah, it's like would they just be another country in the EU? Yes. The EU, like it would be the independent republic island nation of Scotland or whatever. Yeah, like, like Switzerland. <laughs> and, then, and then we wouldn't have been able to do with Brexit, that would have been so upsetting. That'd have been a bit more of a good thing, but I don't know. That's yeah, insane, that is getting off. Like, yeah, you could have gone around then saying, ah, England, we finally got rid of it, you know, I mean, we had nothing to do with that fucking empire. Yeah, right. That wasn't our idea. We're, we're the good nice riddance. guys. Those fuckers, it was all them bastards, you know. <laughs> it's kind of just like playing on those old sentiments of you know yeah scotland versus yeah that's they do it all the time yeah. they do it all the time they even done it on pornhub i noticed that <laughs> <laughs> it's like who watches the longest i was like oh my god i need to put this up <laughs> oh dear who's the best one <laughs> Of, of all the people to bring up Pornhub, I would expect you to be the last one. <laughs> I, I had that in my bookmark for a long time, that like little <laughs> statistical site. And I was just like, nah, I don't know if I should put it up there. I'm just like that. Other day. But I just had a good look at that. I was like, man, this, I can't keep this to myself. It's too funny. <laughs> but it's not, but it is. But it's not. <laughs> yeah, you had posted some links there in one of the chats. Which one was it in general or? Um, there was one and it's in PR because that's basically what I think. Well, not the statistic, well, it might be PR, I don't know, but there's other yeah. ones. They've got other little sites that are like there's one that's like 
and Pornhub cares. And then look at the campaigns that they've, they've got listed. It's the funniest thing I've ever, well, as I say, it's like funny, but it's not. But it's just kind of like we are going to make um, old school pornography for people that are in residential care homes. We are going to, uh, what's the other thing? Save the bees with a thing called be sexual. <laughs> it's just all this, Save like, the bees, yeah. crazy, like, ethical, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Uh, whatever, yeah. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> yeah, good, clean, healthy stuff. It's so funny. Well, we are an X-rated podcast now. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. Put that in your stats. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's really funny. Yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna teach um, uh, health, the clinic, uh, sexual the health. Clinic to kids. You can go to, if there's if you feel like there's anything sexually wrong with you, then you can go into the clinic, and uh, <laughs> I don't, I can't believe it's like this is a joke, but it's not. It's like I don't think it is. There's a woman talking on a video now. Hi there, welcome to the porn hub. <laughs> sexual wellness clinic what yeah right well it gets real real dystopian like you imagine okay you're going in it's like 2056 and you're going in for psychotherapy and your therapist just punches up your records and it pulls up your whole history on Pornhub and they can see <laughs> everything you, that you've looked at yeah, they're, they're way ahead of you, James, because that's just that's the thing. They're setting up their own thing now so they can deal with it eternal, internally, you know? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. That's, that's part of being ethically responsible it's, it's all, for it's, what, it's, what they're putting out there, so to speak. That's the idea. Yeah. We're mentally, sexually safe. I think that would be classed as mental sexual, because it's not really sexual, is it? I mean, well, I like as the but it's right, not right. Like, well, based on your browsing history, we've de- we think you're a psycho. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you're not, you, you don't need to be locked up immediately, but uh, there is cause what for concern based on a few <laughs> links here. <laughs> Definitely. Or maybe the other, right, or the other way around. We've noticed your browsing history is absent of any visits to any pornography whatsoever, oh. and we're <laughs> extremely worried. Oh, yeah. Come on, look at some. Come on. Some deep repression at work here. We need to unravel exactly. that. Yeah, right. Why are you not buying in? That's you know. That You're not free, man. Thing, You're just it? not free. If You're not looking at that. You haven't got enough democracy. <laughs> <laughs> the democracy. Actually, that's how they could do voting in the future, instead of having to vote. They'll just look at your browser history and decide which way they think you would have voted. Algorithm. <laughs> They'll just let you know. Ah, oh, yeah. You voted. You. <laughs> you spoiled your ballot paper. <laughs> oh, no. Can you imagine? <laughs> never voted. Me neither. What is that generation thing? I've never voted. I just missed... Never, ever, not even once? No, because uh, with never. the first past the post for the system, there is really, it's a deterrent. And I lived in Stratford-upon-Avon, and it was always conservative, and it, you know, by a large majority, and it wasn't going to change. There wasn't any new, mm-hmm. big, sudden working-class estate built or anything. You know? Waste of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I would just, I would never consent to be governed. 
exactly that's the whole thing i don't buy into it right i didn't can i didn't give you permission to do this you know or my permission right so i'm I gonna my parallel reality yeah, fuck no. you you know i didn't understand what i was doing i don't think it was like i didn't even think about it like that i just didn't have that concept you know what i mean yeah. if i maybe had came across that and thought about it a wee bit then probably i wouldn't have but like you're really like my sister Matty, that's what she's like. She's like, uh, never done it, just snuffing in it for her. And um, it's pretty funny. There was a guy came to the door not so long ago at my mum's, and he's like, "Oh, um, are you want? Are you in the voting roll or whatever?" And she's like, "Nah, I don't want to be on it, mate." And he's just like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "I've never voted." And he just like shocked the guy. He's just like, "What? Like, <laughs> you don't want to vote? Oh, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, yeah. nah, it's just like." shocked people saying that like it can't be that many no no but there's a nice little skit isn't it i don't know who, who does that no, he always says i always say i know i never vote and people say but but you have to vote and i said why i have to vote well if if everybody didn't vote there wouldn't be a government uh-huh mm-hmm. and it's always the non-voters that are the majority anyway so like yeah, they yeah. Just, democracy fucked up right away right yeah, yeah. At best, it's a tyranny of majority, but there's not even a majority. There's not even a majority who actually votes. You can't even say it's a tyranny of majority. It's tyranny of apathy. All the little, all the little sort of phrases and terms and different concepts of government. It's just I've, there's a big, huge Wikipedia that's just like a big, huge list of it all, and the only thing I can't see on there is no government. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing for that. We've got a term. Anarchy, I suppose. Yeah, you have to go down that route. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> so be it. <clears throat> oh, well, another, another tea, Vicar. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Better put the kettle on then. Yeah. What were you reading tarot cards here? Yeah? Yeah, we thought we'd ask the tarot cards if it were really going to be a, an, an environmental catastrophe. Are we all going to die in, in 20 years? Or... And it's all okay because oh. there was no problem with tarot cards. Everything's <laughs> fine. Yeah. I was uh, sat in here last night and I don't really like, not that I'm saying this is associated with what you just said, but anyway, I've not really lost, I don't, I avoid things like Alistair Crowley and I, I, I don't understand it and I think that's all right. So it's kind of like, so last night it was a bit like, oh, I kind of ran out of stuff to watch. And uh, well, there's this Alistair Crowley thing I hadn't watched and it was in my watch this next or whatever. So I put this thing on and it was like going on about uh, um, uh, uh, channeling freaking demons and all this shit. And the next thing, uh, one of my friends has gone past my house and decided to, uh, I don't know why they decided at that particular moment to do this to me, but they started flashing this freaking laser light hanging in my window and I shit myself. I was like, oh my God. I just ran to the kitchen, I typed it in the kitchen. I was like, oh my God, what was that? About I woke Alistair back up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's there. Yeah. Oh, so that's pretty funny. Yeah, right. You don't want to be wasting Alice to up. No, I don't. And he just used to stay up the road, remember? <laughs> like... There's a story about him 
It was he's the one who evoked the Loch Ness monster. I can't yeah. like that one. Yeah, I don't oh, yeah. because of that house, and he, he did that. He, uh, he wants to do that very complicated ritual, and uh, yeah, which involves getting very drunk a lot. Yeah, and involves yeah. going right down to the dark side and pulling all the darkest shit out and, and purifying yeah. them some way. But he stopped halfway through, apparently. And, yeah, a lot of this Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the idea. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that story of uh, L. Ron Hubbard, Jack Parsons. <laughs> yeah. It's like all these, all these so-called complicated rituals. They ultimately just involve buggery and drugs. Oh, That's yeah. pretty much all. It is. Yeah, the workings are very um, indecent. <laughs> Let's put it like that. Yes, yeah, so it's somehow very magical. Mm. Yeah. You need some life force, you see. Yeah, because, yeah, you need a life force. I don't know what I think of all that stuff, you know. It's, uh, it sounds like a bunch of bullshit. In the film Frankenstein, you get the idea basically. It's like, how can you make life out of junk? Out of out of death. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of like I don't know. I've thought at some points, at certain times, though. Well, maybe maybe the idea that these sort of things have power is the trick in and of itself is just yeah it's i think so yeah yeah, yeah. me too if you, you have to like voodoo you have to buy in right for it to have any power over you yeah yeah i've just never experienced anything like personally that's kind <clears throat> of what i've went by really i don't know if that's the best way to go but like um and i've been to a few different things and readings and all this and I just kind of think, like, that the ones that were even a microscopic bit of impressiveness about them, it could have probably applied to anybody, if you know what I mean. That's all. Uh, you're, you're, are you talking about psychic? Like, psychic? Yeah. I went to one, the first time I ever went to one, I was quite, I was old. I was older. I was, like, early 30s or something. And it was this local guy, and he's a horrible little man. And he gave us this, like, really dodgy reading. Like, <laughs> it made me out like I was the most horriblest person and everything. And I was just like, fucking hell, get, let's get out of here. <laughs> and then the next day, I went to another one. I'd never been to one before. I was like, I need to go to something else now. And <laughs> my friend took me to this woman, and she was different and whatever. But, and then I went to another couple after that. But I just think, yeah, I don't know. It's a... Uh, I, the, the, if whatever the whatever a good one has, it's probably most definitely Facebook <laughs> for a start. Now that's what I would be looking at. Like <laughs> and then as well, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like maybe you could be a people reader a person, just like yeah, 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 yeah. There are people that are good at it, and they get they experience. You see who's can, there and yeah. and they're in a bit of yeah, grief or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, just go for yeah. that. Well, I've been to the churching couple of times and so that's like a group thing so there's a lot of different people you know and that's what i seen happening there it's just like think, you could see who was sorry no can i just say sorry to interrupt you but the thing about okay. the tarot is then you open a conversation you would normally not have mm -hmm. people yeah. really kind of really unburden themselves and start talking about things they normally never talk about and they uh -huh. talk to a complete stranger and then yeah. sure. And sometimes just the act of doing that will get you sorted out a lot better. You yeah. You're clearer. Just just talking, yeah. Yeah, that's really what it is. 
Because... I know people that use it for therapy, that kind of thing, definitely. That's mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. all I know, the people that use that sort of thing. Like my friend Debbie, she's quite into all that. And that's what she does. That's what, like, she wouldn't admit that, but that's what she does with it, I think. Hmm. Well, yeah, that that's what it is, is people turn to tarot specifically. And I think there is a difference between tarot and just your average, you know, psychic reading or whatever. Because, mm-hmm. you know, tarot is something you can do for yourself, by yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't need to pay anyone to do it. And it does, it just opens up a conversation and ultimately, you know, you're getting to issues that are important to you that you want to talk about that you mm-hmm. wouldn't ordinarily talk about in a in a normal sense, you know. Yeah, I do find it interesting. I do. Yeah, the whole kind of like... Uh, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean it's magical. No. Yeah. It's just a set of cards. Right. Yeah, and, and then, it gives uh, you, and then if you get to it, you get talking about a certain position or a certain thing, and then this card is giving you an, a suggestion, you know, so you can look at it through that lens mm-hmm. and find out what you want. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Especially when you, if you don't, you know, don't like it, doing them again, and and you can, yeah. you know, and I had, you know, I used to carry them around. They were a currency because because when I was, you know, sort of hiking about and things, couch surfing stuff like that. Yeah, like little things like that. I do help a lot. Everybody wanted their car- tarot. Right? Oh yeah. with you. It's a good way to <laughs> good way to get chicks, isn't it, right? <laughs> Yeah, you can't. You can't. I never misused it. Hey, hands up! I don't think I, I don't think I ever fucking oh. misused it. But uh, no, I had some scary moments, right? But uh, it really kind of taught me a, a sort of yeah. It's good to be. You, you've got to be kind of know, somehow ethical about it. It's difficult, to, but you know what I mean. And you know, and there are calls I had. You know, where a card. You know, you've got a death card, and you can say, you know, what's going to die. You know, what's it indicating? And you know that what you say has a lot of weight, you know? Yeah. Oh, but yeah, it, it means means transformation, ultimately. It's a transformation. Right? Exactly. I said death, death of the illness. And it was, right. and it was. I was right. But I mean, you know, I didn't know. I'm going to fucking clue. I'm just going to say I'm not going to, you know, let's go for the right one, you know? But. Um, oh, yeah. It's like, oh, oh, the devil card. Oh, people say, oh, the devil. God, the devil, evil, bad, bad, bad. But it, it, you look at the symbology, and it's bondage, and then it, it inspires you to look at where are you bound in your life with, yeah. as regards to this question, and uh, you know what what can you do to release these binds or let go of yeah. something. That's funny how we translate symbols now. Eh? Like it's totally lost. I think, like. The Bible and that is that's what I think that is like. It's just like a kind of book with symbolic characters to sort of, well, it sort of makes you obedient a little bit, but it also just makes you like be a kind of good person a little bit. I, I'm, I'm, I think on just like I don't know that much about it to be honest, but you know how people are like yes, and it's real, and uh, this guy really no, I mean come on, it's I think it's just like a. Symbols like the devil is a kind of like symbol for like I don't know bad shit you see. Heavy, heavy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, right. Bad stuff because there is a lot you see, and you're just like, how can folk do that? Well, I don't know. Is that? I I don't know if there is such a thing. I don't know. I'm really lost in the religion thing, man. And I think I'm just too indoctrined without it to get it now. But 
I'm kind of thinking it's like that symbolic sort of thing because, well, if you were think about when uh, the people <coughs> were uh, you go to church at the start of that kind of thing, then they couldn't read like and uh, so I think a lot of things were symbolic then, judging by just like what I see around me here. Right. Yeah, because originally it was written to be read out. I mean, people didn't yeah. read it. That's a modern thing. And hymns and all that. As people well, would only, they would hear it being told as parables. And, yeah. Course, and then just given some context around it as well. Right. Instead of just like... The buildings oh, and all that. Off you go. Yeah. The buildings and the stained glass windows i don't know if they were there at that time but it's just get that impression that that gave you your setting really i don't know it must have been incredible i mean if you you had a kind of rural life and then suddenly there's a medieval cathedral stone glass built and you're like going in there for the first time that would be like Someone who's like, never it'd be like a psychedelic TV, experience turning on MTV, you know, right? Like, ah, <laughs> you know, how am I supposed to make of this? You know, yeah, it's like yeah. there's the man on the moon, you know, it's like, what the fuck? And the then the speaker and his big accent and stuff, whatever that sounded like then, I don't know. The medium is the message, right? The church is the medium, yeah. or whatever, so yeah. Shock and awe, shock and awe. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Adam, Adam's here. Hey, Adam. Hi, Adam. Doing this new video. Nice new video. Yeah. The end of the trilogy of the Star. The end of the Star Wars trilogy. No, we're not in. Not in. Uh, not in Adam's uh, trilogy. This is Adam's trilogy. Or his trilogy. Yeah, about Star Wars, his take on Star Wars. Excuse my ignorance. Oh, okay. I would be surprised if that was the end of it, like, just saying. Yeah, the Star Wars people never give up. (laughs) They've always got a new hope. (laughs) They just pumped in, uh, you know, $100 million into the Star Wars area at Disney. I was just at this weekend, so I don't think it's going away anytime soon. (laughs) Yeah, you posted the stunt, didn't you? Yeah, the Indiana Jones stunt show. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty. Uh, you know, not not as uh, shabby as you might think, right? No, no, no. You'd be certainly convinced if uh, you know you just kind of stumbled upon it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Even I mean, it wouldn't the, be the, the most outrageous in a strange way. How did they get? It went over. Sl- it went over slowly. Um, yeah. But you, you know, in editing, in editing, they'll make it go quicker, right? They'll just speed it up. So yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so it goes over safely in the quote unquote safely. Yeah. yeah, and there's a camera in the ground. A quick cut to the camera in the ground as well in the middle. Right. I don't know. I just thought it was. I thought it was topical when I was there watching it. So. Yeah, very. Just amazing, like the old the old Hollywood sets and stuff. How much. Just uh, our our framing of everything, you know, in general, just how you can really lose yourself in it pretty easily. Like, see, you know, it seems like a Moroccan bazaar or something, you know, <laughs> just a few context clues, and you're pretty sold on it, you know. Yeah. 
I was sure the Brady Bunch house had rooms and beds and stuff in it. <laughs> All right, so submerged in the dream. Wake up, stupid. That's what my dad would say. <laughs> or maybe my grandpa. Dream? Well, wake up then, stupid. <laughs> I got a solution. Is that where Jay Dyer got it from? Yeah. No, my grandpa, he would think uh, Jay Dyer was a little too, little too smug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he wouldn't like any of his commie beliefs. <laughs> commie beliefs in the, in the Christian Orthodox Church or... That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's commie, is it? Yeah, it's Eastern and it's communal and sort of yeah. yeah well. Who owns who owns Disney now? Does is ABC oh, no. now? ABC is like a subsidiary of oh. Disney now, right? Yeah. Well Disney ABC and, and Disney owns Fox are now. I think Yeah, so Disney is like the parent company for Marvel, Pixar, Netflix. I mean, Lucas. I would, I would be surprised if they own Pornhub as well. <laughs> In yeah. MGM. Um, absolutely. Really? So Disney owns everything, then, basically. One. Well, yes. no, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to suss it out. I'm, I'm. I'm not up to date on the media, but um, what it's like. It's like five something like five companies own everything. I'm just trying to figure out where Disney fits in there. I would like to find out that they're like got something to do with like they must have something to do with like the the. Give me one second here. Something terrible, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So they they acquired Pixar, they acquired Marvel, Lucasfilm, and Twenty Percent. My God. Yeah. So I guess Disney's one of the top five or four. Maybe it's four. And it's not a controlling share. <laughs> So they own Fox. Isn't it funny for you? Well, 21st Century Fox. That's like the film production. Not the TV production. They haven't bought out Murdoch yet. Uh, They own uh, ESPN, right? You got to go over this already. To get it all sussed out, I had to change my microphone. God damn, bird. <laughs> I swear, Russ, Russ lives in a wildlife park. He's got cats, birds, dogs going all the time. In a petrol station. He's a wild man. <laughs> Like I remember. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, sorry. I, did, I didn't mean to. Yeah. I was just looking at that updated. Like, I can remember ages ago looking at it. And that was it's quite a shocking thing if you don't know nothing about it. Like the media ownership thing. Right, um, right. But I think it, like, here's one. It's from April, this, it's from April of this year. So 
this will be like you'll be probably even more consolidated than expect. Right, because it's just constantly being coming solid. Yeah. It never goes backwards. Never. (laughs) (laughs) Russ has posted one of his charts. That's a media oligopoly. Yeah, they've done it like this. One of those uh, video, one of those uh, you know computer games that, that are like this, aren't they? With a big, uh, where you float around like a big blob, and you can eat other smaller blobs, but you can eat <laughs> like an even bigger blob, and then, and you can separate yourself and sort of surround. This is sort of like being some sort of I don't know bacteria. Yeah, yeah. we need some. We need a good infographic yeah. to and bring us all like together. That. Yeah. And Verizon looked like one of the biggest. Yeah, 21st Century Fox. So, but yeah. The bottom it's... here is Apple is so big that only a quarter of it fits on that. <laughs> it used to be what Viacom, Disney, and um, AT&T. Like, and, uh, separate yeah. entities or what? Well, Doug, that's, that's Douglas yeah. Rush Bank days or Rushkoff days. So. Se- separate, quote unquote, separate. As though they're, you know, they're supposed to be competing, right, for this market, but yeah, yeah. And they wheel out Operation Mockingbird. <laughs> you had uh, the AT and T is like the the American Telephone and Telegraph or Telegraph, right? Telephone. Yeah, the telegraphs fascinating mm-hmm. study of like your fucking Wi-Fi, basically in uh, in eighteen right right near the end of the Civil War. Right. Well, that that ties back in right to what we first started talking about with the nine one one that uh, AT and T and the U.S. Uh, Congress, I think it was, did the first initial meetings uh, to establish a universal emergency service. So AT and T was right there from the beginning. AT and T merged with Bell, uh, uh, Bell Edison, right, or, um, or Alexander Graham Bell's company again. And then you have uh, um, how convenient that was. And then they had the monopoly on all the phone lines, so they have the monopoly on all the data lines, all the information mm-hmm. they still do. Right. Uh, that infrastructure, yeah. Pretty sweet, pretty sweet little deal that was. Oh, they must be all Jewish Freemasons then, huh? Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> must be. Must be, yeah, no doubt. Well, not only that, they're also Satanists and um, Bohemian Grove members as well. Same, same, we say. Same, same is what we like to call that. Same, same. You've been named saying. But you have the uh, the guy at the end. Oh man, I wish I my I'm a little shitty on these names right now. But like, if you had, uh, I think Kennedy, one of the Kennedys was um, involved in setting up the the telegraph the telegraph system through the uh, <laughs> excuse me through the uh, the Department of the Navy in, uh, in in near the end of the Civil War. Did you know the old the old thing about like. Uh, 
Kennedy had a secretary named Lincoln, and Lincoln had a secretary named William. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this is like the uh, Kennedy was killed in a Lincoln. But one of those guys was involved. Just Kennedy was involved in that. And then just the relationship of like the Secretary of the Navy has been like a Roosevelt or a Kennedy or a Bonaparte for mm-hmm. a long time. Might have been a Bonaparte that was involved. Now I'm, now I'm all over the place with it. But oh, really? Like yeah, the, the Bonaparte. Napoleon? Like his, like his uh, nephew. Yeah. Because the Bonaparte family came to uh, America, most of them. The ones yeah. that didn't. Uh, oh, man. Right. But then the one was uh, Secretary of the Navy. Was he? Yeah. Of course he was. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you, do you know who Walter Bosley is? Have you ever heard of? Mm, I don't think so. Oh, okay. He, he just wrote a book about uh, what he calls the esoteric, where he goes into some of the weird connections with Napoleon and the U.S. and other things. I just thought I'd ask you if you. No, but I mean, yeah, the, the Napoleonic relationship with the United States is pretty interesting, right? Maybe like yeah. the French Revolution and the, the following parts of that. And you bought the South, half the South off of Napoleon, didn't you? The whole of New Orleans and all that. Wasn't of, it a deal? Yeah. That was the that Jefferson. Was Napoleon, uh, that, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That was the Louisiana Purchase, I think. But yeah. The, uh, the one before that, I can't remember the other parts, the other one before it. But yeah, the Louisiana Purchase. Um, Napoleon was a good guy for us, right? Him and uh, who's the other guy? Yeah. Ah, oh, damn. I mean, Franklin was in with the French, right? And Jefferson. So we have like a, a kind of a, we have this special relationship with Great Britain, but we also have a somewhat more, or less talked about special relationship with France, or used to. Clandestine. Yeah. Uh, a rendezvous. You have a secret rendezvous, I'm sure. Because I think, I think in the Civil War there, I mean, according to the story, they had to get like, uh, they had to secure French to keep the British from funding the South or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. In the North, they were very interested in keeping the cotton mills going. It was a disaster for them. And there was, uh, you know, Nepal suffered naturally. They were pining to have their cotton mills back. Don't hear about that. And there were songs written about it, folk songs about it. Yeah. And newspaper clippings as well. So yeah, uh, the the famine up in the north of England when the Civil War hit. So there's all sorts of stuff going on. Also in Scotland, in Edinburgh, because so many people had many loads of you know business interests in the south. Mm-hmm. One of our uh, uh, what's his name, James Owens, or something like that. He was a big text. He's talking about upholstery he was a big textiles guy in scotland he came to indiana and founded the new harmony like uh harmonist society a kind of utopian plot uh, pretty cool it's pretty funny like i was watching a bbc thing a while ago and it said that um well scotland really i mean it's really had nothing to do with the slave trade at all <laughs> you're, having <a laughs> you're having a laugh 
Like, really? They don't use <laughs> that's fair. Well, I know when they said that. Yeah, no, I, you know, I think they generally now, especially since they released that database, you know, which is yeah. So you can. Oh look my up god, it's bloody the Merchant City and all that and whatever. I mean, <coughs> yeah, everybody you... must have had some benefit from it. I think I don't know. I have no idea. I checked both of my names. <coughs> and uh, one of them had one slave. Right. So, you know, you bought into them. These were little, sometimes, you know, little old ladies that inherited them, you know? Yeah. Like that. They they were stocks and bonds. They were, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like they were invested in it. And we know now because they all got compensation. Mm-hmm. And they the same with that. Um, a lot of the people, like, I was looking at who has a statue of not so long ago just who are you <laughs> and it's like they're all horrible people and then I noticed that there was a kind of running thing that a lot of them were uh, abolitionists and stuff I'm like right how can that be so yeah if you look at that a wee bit and you find out like yeah they had things in place for the, <laughs> for that uh, happening and then it was like they were talking about the poor laws and all that sort of thing, mm. and it was just this paper. It's kind of disturbing, actually, but it's, anyway, it was like how they there would be children if you were born and you were like in a poor house or something like that. Then they just like took your parents off you and sent them to Canada, Australia, or like America, and then. Um, not tell, not tell the um, parents or anything where they went. Yeah. And you know that makes a lot of sense, like because, yeah, I believe in there was a slavery we're always told about, but there's an also like a hell of a lot that were not. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's quite interesting. I've, I'm, I'm into like the Australian colonising, and now just kind of, I don't know, just interesting. I found a map that was showing you. All the, all the Aboriginal tribes. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's like five bits, but it was like something like 300 little areas, yeah. like a patchwork quilt. And now it's just like uh, up there, down there, and that's it. It's just really bizarre. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I mean. Difficult place to live. Yeah. And, and I went to this thing the other day there, and this, uh, they're opening this new sort of medieval village, one of these sort of things. So I went up there the other day with my mum and my sister and a wee niece and that, and there was like, I, I mean, I, the, the connections were not really happening in my head. It's like, okay, so it's meant to be Scottish medieval place, but we've got people in from Mexico. <laughs> eh, Mexico, who else was it? There was Native Americans, Native Canadians, and... Australians and Maoris and all that. And uh, I was just thinking about that, and it's kind of it's upsetting, really. It's like, uh, I don't know, uh, it's awkward and it's upsetting. It's kind of like what's left is this kind of caricature of what was and is never going to be again. And, uh, you know, folk consume that shit. It's, it's just, I don't know how to describe it. it made me feel weird. <laughs> like, like the, yeah, everything's looking back and nothing's looking forward, you mean, or something? Yeah, and, and I mean, I think there was a, just a lot of things, like you just lost a lot of things in doing that 
whatever it was, if it was a long-term thing or a short-term, I'm not, not sure. Uh, but basically, they're not there anymore. <laughs> and they knew stuff that we need to know, but we don't know anymore because, well, they kind of <laughs> thought that this is a barbaric, like barbaric people. They don't, they're stupid. They don't know anything. Man, they freaking knew, man. I'm telling you, I'm really convinced of that. I'm convinced they knew, like, the meaning of being here and whatever. And we just do not know that. Do you know what I mean? Or am I a bit... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think I agree. Do you think they really know? I mean, according to the tarot cards, Kelly, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're the fool. Uh, maybe the you know what? Knows, maybe the world knows oh, what's going right, on, but we don't. We, we we don't. I think I don't think we know. I I don't know how you reverse any of that, but I don't think it's like the or saying about the media ownership that never reverses. I don't think you can. You know what I mean? You can romanticise <laughs> so about it? it all you like. And I do romanticise about it, I think. But, um, well, Fern Brady, the Scottish comedian, she said the other day, you know, the thing is, with these kind of well-educated upper-class people, they just don't know with so much more confidence. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, Fern, that Fern Brady. <laughs> She's wow. good. Yeah. Like, like, like Fern, yeah. She's nice. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, I get upset about that a wee bit, this kind of thing, thinking about that stuff. But, um, <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I think uh, what you were saying, Kelly, is like maybe that um, this idea that, uh, you know, the, where we are now is the most advanced, is the most advanced no, that, that no. people have ever been, and that, oh you know... It's it's always it's always progressing in that you know there's never been people who know more than we know now, right? Mm. Oh my god! Is that, uh, is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah, I'm getting it. That that's yeah, the triple yeah. opposite of that, right? Because like, when when I completely controlled, I mean, I'm a bit like I don't know, an extremist. No, I'm not an extremist, but I do really think it's really bad. <laughs> but I'm not like major unhappy or nothing. I just like see it like that. I think well, we're really controlled. And um, so we live in this kind of thing. You're not even allowed like your own faculties, right? And um, um, it's totally unnatural. And, and people as well, they're that far gone that they don't know that we're totally unnatural. So it's like, mm. for example, I said that to a friend of mine and he started arguing with me like, I... I go camping. <laughs> I take the dog a lot. Stuff like that. It doesn't know what I'm talking about. And probably neither do I really, you know, but it's just mm. like <laughs> detachment from nature and, and, uh, and the yeah. comfiness. It's like we're not really meant to be. Like, and it'd be so hard to give it up. It would be so, I probably couldn't, you know? It's like, uh, right. And just being sort of like, I don't know. Mm, this limited sort of option. Mm, I don't know. I've always known that it was a bit dodgy, but no, I'm start. I feel like I do kind of understand things a little bit now. And uh, no, oh, fucking hell, man, it's mental. <laughs> it's well fucked up. <laughs> Even if you take it like back a hundred years or so, it's like you can see that the the state just never had the the pulling power it does now. And the more technology, I mean, okay. that's what 
That's what's always put them at the uh, advantage. That's what allowed them to do all that stuff and keep folk out and all that stuff. I mean, it's really hard to see how that was done. Looking at their laws, um, that, that was the one thing it was kind of focusing on this paper was like how the law was written. I suppose you can look at that and um, there'll be records of that because they certainly aren't going to do anything illegal, are they? So it's like um, the laws will tell you, language tells you as well because there's all these extinct languages. Mm, <laughs> they're just not speaking it anymore. No, they're not there anymore. So it's like um, things like that. And uh, I don't know. I don't know where to look at next if I'm getting it. Anthropology, probably, I don't know. <laughs> but then it's a dead hard thing to research yeah, because genocide is a word, right, because I was looking it up ages ago. It was invented after World War Two, So <laughs> it's not that handy, really. And then folk will say, oh, this is a genocide, that's one. How have you not put that down as one? Well, because... They decide because they made the word up, and so like no, that the Indians isn't one, okay? Because they tell you if it is or not, yeah, right. so it's not one. It's like that. It's like it's, and if you look anything up like that, it's just a big whole list of like people not even having their foundation right in that. You know what mm. I mean? Mm. Like you can argue that all day if you like, but the fact is that if they say it isn't, then it isn't. It's the UN that decides what it, <laughs> what one is and what one isn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Genocide being a like a legal term. Yeah, it was uh, a few guy made it up after World War Two. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, it came, it came and it was introduced in Nuremberg, I think, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And there was amid much controversy, I suppose. I guess. See that here. It's an act, an inter, 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 oh, sorry, intentional action to destroy people. Mm, yeah, the United Nations Genocide Convention, which was established in 1948, describes it as blah, 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 blah. So it's up to them. And they've got the list there, and that's them, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you're not on there, yeah, then you're not yeah, one. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> really weird. Yeah, we'll just change it, you know. <sighs> Can you can you call nine one one when there's a side? No. Do they? Can you know me? Have a response. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll get a unit out there right. <laughs> what? There's a genocide. Okay, what's your address? Have you got a certificate for that? The white helmet will be there soon. You've dialed regicide. Oh, I regicide. That's like the king getting <laughs> uh, murdered. So I don't know what the word was before that. So I gave up there when I was looking that up. They can't even decide what it means now. The definition that they can't apply it uniformly. Yeah. So it's, it's international criminal law. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. War crime. This war crime concept, I think, came from... Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Right. War crimes. Like, there's a legal, there's a right way to do war, and then there's a wrong way. Yeah. (laughs) Bush is a war crime guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, guess what? If you do war, you can't call it a crime. 
don't. There you go. No, no, because it's legal. It's good. Right. Right. But then a war crime is bad. Well, sure. That's why it's a crime. I mean, goddamn, James. Come on. Exactly. Brain surgery here. When they do it, it's called, you know, crime. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not doing it right. You're not killing all those people right way. Okay. You did something wrong there. You need to be more efficient. Who's ever, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not a historian. I'm sorry. But who's ever gone to jail because they committed a war crime? Anyone? Slobodan Milosevic. Did he, though? Really? Yeah. But where is he? Where is he dead now? Where is he now? Did he die in solitary confinement? Heart attack. For his war crimes? Something like that. So basically, he's the only one. Just him. <laughs> Those Nazis were on trial for crimes against humanity. That's why all the uh, the Nazi officers had to be killed, right? Okay. Remember, well, that's why they were hanged. That's good. That's probably good. They had to make up a whole class to charge them with. There can't be that many people because the first person I've seen on the Wikipedia is Slobodan. So it must be like, he's the poster child. Yeah, we've done someone. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't go after any of the big Nazis, though. Those are those are called Americans, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, they I mean, they brought all the other Nazis over here. That's a good one. More. Yeah, the good, the good Nazis. Yeah, just doing my job, man. But I mean, some of the lower down guys. I mean, you know, yeah, they. I think they did kind of throw them to the. To the fire or whatever. Um, Got hanged or executed. I think Nuremberg. And I, I think that there may be some some things going on around uh, some of it where it was like, um, what's that one guy they were keeping in prison for years? Uh, uh, Goebbels or uh, no? Uh, damn, right, the banality of evil. Um, the guy that the banality of evil is about. Um, he was kind of a big guy. Um, so some people were speculating that he was like Hitler's handler or something. There's all this weird stuff about him being in prison in a top security prison for many, many, many years. And it's like, you know, is that real? Is that not real? I don't know. And like they, it, it, the the character Magneto from the um from the X Men or whatever. Uh, they modeled that character after this person, supposedly. Uh, if you ever seen X-Men, I think, what was it the second X-Men movie? Mm-hmm. Or they kept him in that prison and whatever? Yeah. Uh, A lot of weird stuff. I gotta, I gotta look up what... Uh, I can't believe I can think of his name. Uh, what his name was. Not Rommel, the Desert Fox. I, I don't think it was Himmler. I think it was uh, it wasn't Rommel's. wasn't Himmler. It was. was it, it wasn't Eichmann. Was it Eichmann? Adolf Eichmann. No. Rudolf Hess. That no, might have been. Hitler, uh, wasn't it? it was Hess. Was it? Yeah, Hess. By the British. It might have been. Yeah, Rudolf Rudolf Hess. I think. That's Herman Hesse, not Herman Hesse. Rudolf Rudolf Hess. Yeah, the yeah, yeah he was uh, you know also. Didn't he? He was supposed to have written Mein Kampf with Hitler as well, and he was in prison with him. And 
I've got to be quieter. And, uh, and You're the one that was a magician, the Crowley one yeah. to talk to. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And then the story is that he took, without permission, on his own, off his own bat, he got in a light aircraft and flew to Scotland to negotiate with the British. Um, and then lands and gets captured and taken to the Tower of London, kept, kept prisoner basically till, yeah, the Nuremberg trials, and then he's sentenced and then taken back to where he came from, you know. And he dies in prison at some point, doesn't he? I think they brought him back I, to Germany, well, though. He was in prison in Germany in the end. Someone's got a Wikipedia. Yeah, Eichmann was the one they found in Argentina, I think, right? Yeah, Eichmann was the uh, the banality of evil thing. And, uh, the Aaron. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was him. He was the one who organized apparently everything, you know? So, yeah, efficiency. You've got you to watch this word, efficiency. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, you don't want things to be efficient. That's not good. That's Early the technological society word. Efficiency, right. Efficient genocide. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Pragmatism. In, in other Pragmatism. words. Pragmatism. <laughs> Did I tell you about that guy that uh, uh, I seen? I found, I, was, I think it was the same time as when I was looking up that... Uh, Poor law stuff and all that. Anyway, the guy, what was his name again? I could not believe what I was looking at with this. This guy's a utilitarian from uh, Benjamin, wait now, an English guy? No? Thomas. Stuffed him, didn't they? Yeah, I was like, what the hell is this? He's sitting in a cupboard somewhere in some museum. Oh, right. What's his name? This is really, 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 oh, it's the mentalest thing I've ever seen. Have I ever seen that in my life? Oh. Come out the closet. I bet you nobody wants anything to do with this thing, but they're like, oh, well, they're just sitting in the cupboard. We can't fling them out. Oh, it's hilarious. What's his name again? Benjamin something. Yeah, what the hell was his name? I, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember. <clears throat> was it Jacob something or? No, Benjamin, you said. All right. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I'm not 100% with that. I'd never ever. I don't really even know what utilitarianism is. Jeremy Benton. Jeremy Benton. That's right. Benton. Something like that. Yeah. Jeremy, not 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 Benjamin. It's got a J in it. Yeah, Jeremy Benton. Right. The university. Remember that, didn't you? People were saying, "Oh, the university get them out for every meeting." And the university was like, no, we do not. It doesn't. And then there's all these pictures like with Jeremy sitting there. <laughs> it's hilarious. Out the closet he is in the, the meetings. And <laughs> that's the freakiest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's hilarious. I just saw, okay, that's funny because I, I remember when you posted that article about, you know, he's, his corpse is kept in a, a wee cupboard there in the fucking university or whatever. And then I was, I swear I was watching a, a TV show where there was a character named Jeremy Bentham. 
at the, at the exact same time, right at that exact same time. Oh, yeah. Whoa, nice. That was a good. Uh, that was a good synchronicity, and I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember what show that was. So. You get. I think you get it quite a lot for some. I get it a lot. We use weirdos. <laughs> no, yeah, I yeah. Know, like, no, it I happens know, all the time. Um, it happened earlier on when I was talking about because there was this um, survey or something like that, and it said that the sexiest American accents were uh, the first ones Texas. I was like, what? Anyway, Texas and. Blah, blah. So I was just going on about that, saying like, "GRU," uh, and I don't fancy him much. And at that exact point, you just put up something about the Game of Thrones originals, <laughs> and it was GR. I was like, yeah. "That is too weird." That was the, yeah, that was earlier. They were talking That's about weird. Dallas. <laughs> I mean, GR. It's not original, exactly like something everybody's talking about or no, nothing. You know, you know what it was? It was the TV show. There was actually um, there was an episode called "The Life and Death of Jeremy Bentham." on lost and uh that was i was talking with adam about this show a few months ago hey and, <laughs> and since then i recent i re-watched the entire series uh, and so yeah i noticed that jeremy bentham synchronicity right away that's funny oh <laughs> uh. but yeah they did they did a lot of things in that show where they had a character named richard alpert and um, a few other names, uh, Daniel Faraday, uh, like, you know, different psychedelicists and physicists and weird people yeah. in that show. Yeah, the only reason I was looking at him is because he has a statue. So it's quite good to do that. Just like in the Wikipedias or whatever, I chose London and just like uh, give me every statue that's in whatever, you know, like I said certain sector of London area and just looking up the people <laughs> it's pretty interesting I'm telling you it's a really good yeah, thing yeah. I think huh. I think you it found was, an um, online source for that there's got to be some yes, I just used Wikipedia and there, oh, because okay. there was a guy I started watching and he does these amazing like weirdo tours of London and takes you to all these buildings and explains things it's pretty good so I kind of was watching that and then I was looking in the Wikipedia and they've got a fair amount of things there. I mean, there'll be things missing and stuff, but um, then you just, just take the name and have a look at their background. And they're just, I'm still to find someone that's, I would class as nice. <laughs> they're all horrible people. <laughs> they've done all weird things. And, but they built hospitals uh, and, and, and. Yes. And, yeah. Town hospitals and... built hospitals, uh, uh, homes for children. And then through that, that's where I started getting into this. Uh, the putting children abroad thing because oh, yeah. that was like that Bernardo guy, you know him? Yeah, That's a really yeah, yeah. well known Some... name in this country. Yeah. Like, oh, he must be nice because he Dr. looks after Bernardo. kids. No, he's a fucking horrible shite. Like, sent them all away abroad and didn't children. tell their parents and all that. It's yeah. mental. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I remember them pushing him in, in assembly at school when, when, you know, my junior school, you know? Yeah. Having like the assembly sort of. Uh, sermons yeah. about this great guy, Dr. Bernardo's, who looked after oh, the orphans. Amazing guy, not. And there was just others, like, there was a lot of women, and I can't get to grips with it really because it goes into the religion thing, and then I'm lost. But it's kind of like what they believed in was like a Christianity 
version or something that was like saying, if you do that, you're saving souls or something like that. So, but it's, I mean, I don't know. No excuse. I mean, a child taken from its mother is a child taken from its mother but throughout time, is it not? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong there. No, you're not. I, mean, I was adopted, and I would say to anyone, right, right. you, you should, you should support the mother. Yeah, cost, otherwise, you I, just I, I, you fuck a timeline. Interested in all that, man. To be honest, and just like how I read a lot of the, I read a lot of the. I don't know if you know this website because it's called Bailey, and it's got like all different uh, case law in it from this country and other countries as well. And I, I've read a lot of that. But the kind of like. Uh, what would you call it? Not family law, but just kind of like, um, sort of from this country. Uh, what, what is what is it that 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 would be a lawful thing to do? And when you read a couple of the like cases, I mean, there are some terrible stories and whatever. But yeah. on the whole, once you read a lot of them, you just get this complete and imp- overall impression that you're. Penalised for being poor, and that's that's what you know what I'm saying. And there's there's yeah. you can even look at it really easily and go like there is so much scope there that you could like maybe step in and help and or you know what I mean make it like in a temporary basis. But they don't. They're like right in there and no. it's full full on and it's that's it. You are done. And I just don't agree with that whatsoever. I don't know. I don't. But anyway. No, that's the, the 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 the. I mean, this was the sixties, early sixties, but there was no help in in any way. You know, you so you get yeah. shunned. You can't go to your family because you've broken the rules. You shouldn't be pregnant, so yeah. young, and you you know you, your family. So your family don't help. The state doesn't help. You know, abortion's illegal. <laughs> what are you going to do? Oh God. So the only thing you can do is have it adopted, and you're kind of like you swung in that. You know, I'm sure that that was that's the way yeah. you pushed. Because with me, she changed her mind. Right. She got right. back, and a few months later, she changed her mind. And my yep. adopted parents hadn't signed; they hadn't got it signed. They didn't think they had to. They had loads of time, yeah. Yeah. But they, and she came and took me back and tried again. Right. <laughs> until this is the power of the media. Until the Cuban Missile Crisis, right. and that freaked her out so bad that she wrote to my adopted mother and and begged her to take me back. Right. So, but she tried, you know. She just wasn't possible. Aye. Aye. Do you st- do you still know of her whereabouts and stuff like that, or? Oh, she's dead. She's dead now. She's dead now. No, I met her. I met her before she died. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Good man. Like I know a lot. Well, not a lot. A couple of people that are adopted, and uh, it's kind of hard to talk. Like you're about the easiest person to talk about this because usually it's like hard for the my impression of it not having been through anything like that is like completely different from the reality of the situation you know what I mean like um for example saying to people oh did you not would you not like to like meet them and they don't a lot of them just don't and it might be on a bit hard to understand but it's just completely different if it's a no, no, my, my my brother who was also adopted. No, it's never. Right. And his wife also. She wasn't adopted, but she had a also a kind of patchwork story. And the father yes. wasn't, you know, was absent. And she yeah. met him years later. So even she did that, but but he didn't. No interest. Yeah. 
And then again, yeah. his his wasn't. It was very clean. His mother was the other extreme. She was much older, and she didn't want another child. Right. And uh, it was a very clear cut decision. Yeah. So in a way, it seems not to be such a complication for him. Yeah. 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 Yeah, my friend Rick, he's like English. Well, he's got the accent, but he's been up here for a while. And basically, like his family, it's just stay up the road from here. And it's like, a, they're, they're really nice, like really nice people. And he's like what you say, he's got a brother. He was adopted, but they're not brothers. They were like different cases kind of thing. And then um, it's just so, it's so mad like how he is because you can just tell that he's, he's from a different like social sphere than what he's been brought up in. It's dead hard to explain. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, I, it's, it's, it's interesting, I suppose. Yeah, like, there um, are strange things. There are strange things. That strange. are just in you and they must be just in you because if you've never, you know what I mean? Mm. It's totally difficult got, because you know when you look back, you've, you you don't get the pieces until you actually <clears throat> meet the parent, and then you get the pieces, and then clack 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 clack. Okay, so you I'm, see. I bet you there's a few crazy, crazy cases where folk are just like them, eh? Like they've mm. never met them, they've never had any contact with them, and then they get in contact with them, and there's all these like mannerisms the same and that. I mean, I can just imagine yeah. that. Yeah. Like my yeah. little. Yeah. It's got my some of my dad's mannerisms, but she's never met my dad. But they're like each other a little bit. It's pretty weird, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's there's like some people you'll meet or experiences. There's there's someone you'll meet and you're just, you get a certain vibe from them, you resonate or whatever, and then you find out, oh, your last name is what? Oh, that's really close to my last name. And, oh, your granddad's name is this and that. And, oh, Jesus, well, yeah, mine is too. And, you know what I mean? It's funny, funny coincidences, hmm. synchronicities. And speaking of uh, synchronicities and that, uh, I don't know if you guys have, have you heard of people – talking about uh well how you know oh i was i was thinking of this and that and then i logged on to facebook and then i saw an ad for the exact same oh, yeah. thing That's immediately after and yeah. uh, this this the yeah, i think this phenomenon is uh, increasingly happening to all of us yeah. I, i've experienced it myself I get it on YouTube as well. Things I yeah, think yeah. on YouTube, Google, like you just like the other day I was thinking of one thing and I opened up my browser, fresh page, no history, mm -hmm. and right there in the little recommended section, you know, as uh, Firefox does, they show you a few recommended things. Right there was the exact thing I was thinking about, literally Not like two two seconds after I thought about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, man, this is too this is too close for comfort. This is getting weird yeah. now. And then I listened to a podcast where other people were talking about this exact same phenomenon happening to them as well. And so it's like, yeah, well, a lot of our devices are listening to everything we say, and that's you know influencing yeah. these algorithms and whatnot. So yeah, it's called surfing. Yeah, I mean, it makes you wonder, like, what do they have in terms of, like, you know, are they reading our thoughts? Well, yeah, it's like when you don't actually verbalize, because that's what happened to me last time. I, I, I mean, never, apparently I, they have these types of technology that exist. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it was like I didn't surely, verbalize what I surely to, tell it to anyone. I didn't text it to anyone. I literally was just thinking about this one thing, and I clicked on my browser, opened it, <laughs> and the little recommended box was the exact thing I was thinking about. <laughs> it, was, it was creepy. It's possibly it's a little bit case, creepy. Isn't this a case of Darren Brown as well? Because the more yeah. you interact with the technology, the more you get into a groove, an empathetic groove with it, you start to you start to predict it as well as it predicting you. But it was so yeah. random. It was just yeah, felt random. Well, it's got to be random at some point. You, you build a sort of psychological relationship with a like your computer and stuff. Yeah, the uh, AI. Like it, it. Yeah. You 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 read it. It reads you. Uh, yeah. There's some scientific things about that, mm-hmm. um, which I, I mean, you know, it's kind of like I mean, I like even if you're, I think you're on a different computer that somebody else is using, it's like a different experience because your computer yeah. has gotten used to you. Yeah, um, yeah, and it just makes you wonder, like, how how much does your computer actually know about you? Right. It's like I'll turn my computer off. And I think it's off, but then there's like a little light that flashes at night. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this thing? It's off. <laughs> and the phones, there's like a touch screen on and off. So like, oh, I've got my Wi-Fi off. How do you know that? Because the wee light's no flashing. Like, do you know what I mean? It's not even a button. Um, yeah, I kind of try and like, I've just got really shitty equipment. And then every like few months... It usually fucks up somehow, so I just like redo the whole thing, but then I'm gonna log back in again. <laughs> so it's just probably a pointless exercise, really. But you know, the funniest the funniest part about it for me was like that last experience was I I was thinking I I, tur- I just turned on my laptop, right? And I was thinking like oh I was thinking about Zen meditation. And I was yeah. thinking, what what it would what would it be like to really follow as a dedicated Zen practice, and what would that look like for me, and how would that be, and blah blah blah. And I was going through all these thoughts in my head, and then I opened up my fucking web browser, and the first thing I see recommended is top five reasons Zen meditation is good oh, for you, or something That's like terrible. that. I was like, man, what the fuck. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> seriously, no. <laughs> and that was, was the first time you thought about Zen in a while, and you no, not well, yeah, in a in a while, direction. yeah, in a in a long time, yeah. <laughs> so I can, I, I, I can, of I all can. the things, like of all the things, you know, all the things, yeah, it had to be. <laughs> I remember like a while back this is, this is a while back like a couple of years ago maybe even three or four even and being in here and having the computer was on and stuff and one of my friends was in and for some reason we, we were talking about a football player like, I, I never look up football never ever 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 have I ever looked up football and it was a specific player that used to play for Rangers. I can't remember. We were in this conversation about this guy. And then, like, later on, I went logged into YouTube and there was all these Barry Ferguson freaking videos on my record. I was like, no, that, that, there's no way around that. That's her saying that. And somehow it's putting it up there. Oh, and that, that was a few years ago. 
because it's just like nothing I've ever, ever looked up, nothing to do with that, ever. Right. And it's just it's happened that we had that conversation and then it came up. So, but that's a wee bit different because you can say, well, it probably can hear you. You know, it's just, I don't know how it heard you, though. <laughs> so you I'm also wondering, you know, like, who is listening? Like, I mean, hold on. Yeah, it was like, it was something I never even verbalized. Like, I didn't say it out loud. I didn't text it to anyone. I didn't type mm-hmm. it anywhere. It was just mm-hmm. in my head. You know what I mean? I so, have yeah, heard that before. That, that was the creepy part about it. I kind of just forget about it. I think, my God, it's just like I have had it before, though, and different things. But that one about yeah. Barry Ferguson sticks in my mind first. I don't know. It's not that freaky, is it, really? <laughs> no, but it is. But like, there has been ones where I've just logged in and it's things I've been thinking. It could be a specific, like right. songs and stuff. And there it is. And I'm yeah. like, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Like, we should be talking. It's like, well, yeah, here's the thing is about like, you know, sometimes I'm wondering, like, who's listening? And is it, you know, is it, uh, is a person listening to me or is it a robot? Because somebody's listening to me when my phone's off and whatever. I mean, something is because, you know, how are they recommending stuff to me that, uh, you know, I'm talking about with people? You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm on the phone with my grandmother. I'm like, oh, my neck's hurting. I'm not sleeping that great uh, the last couple of days. And she, well, shit, I'm getting like, you know, ads on Facebook suddenly being like, you know, oh, hey, uh, you know, I got this, uh, this pillow for you. <laughs> yeah. Pillow. yeah, yeah, having exactly. trouble yeah, sleeping sort of thing, You got yeah. neck pain. <laughs> like, it's just bizarre. Yeah. You know, horrible. There's, I can list off a couple other instances like that too. It's just like, what's like, what the hell is going on? Like, I know. Like, who's listening? And you know, is it in it that's listening? You know, like, is it just like an algorithm or like, uh, like, how many people are they paying to just sit around and listen to people talk? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, what a jo- what kind of job would that well, be? That, I mean, you know? And then it it gets to another layer. Like, if you have one. Talk, talk boxes in your house like the alexa or whatever little google amazon fucking speaker that you talk to um that goes to a whole other layer because apparently there there is an army of human beings who are actually listening to everything you say into those boxes um, oh my god from yeah what I, from what i've heard really? hey yeah. you know I must admit, I don't notice it quite as much, or I, I don't notice it that much. And I was just thinking, maybe you guys have got some special power. Oh yeah, you can influence the internet. <laughs> Something you, you you know maybe I don't know because I'll have to I'll, I'll I must have to pay more attention. I must admit, but I just you never you never had that experience of not anything that I wouldn't call yeah uh, yeah clear normal sort of you know well, internet. Do internet, you do you have a Facebook account? Uh, yeah oh you do yeah i don't use it much i use it literally just for the one kind of project thing like one little thing i do yeah yeah right i'm not a heavy facebook user either but i've experienced the same thing like i'll be talking about something with a friend you know not texting or anything just talking in the same room and then i'll go on facebook you know an hour later and see an ad 
something related to what I was talking about. Okay. And uh, yeah, that phenomenon, that phenomenon reported uh, by many people, you know, for, yeah. for quite a while now. I think it's, isn't that common knowledge? That yeah, I mean, the first time yeah, it happened yeah, was like back in like 2011 or something. Right, right. Okay. But but I'm now we're talking about like just thinking something and then getting a recommendation without ever verbalizing it or texting it to somebody. Yeah, so we're going to vote in the future. We just think, <laughs> right? And uh, yeah, we are. and it could be just pure coincidence. You know, it could no, be just a... no, no, no. It can't <laughs> be. I have like really went over that a couple of times, and I kind of debated it as well a little bit. And there's just no way. There's no way. I mean, and the chances are astronomical. The just I know. The, the statistics. It's out of this world. Like how the fuck. Yes, yeah, this your super. How how could I get a recommendation for Zen meditation? Two two you, seconds after you, I thought about your bidding, you're some sort of internet lord. <laughs> I didn't you even search to, for it. Yeah, like, right. Can you to, can you think of any instances where, uh, like it would maybe there were things in your life or things that you were looking at on the internet that would lead you down the road to get to the point of thinking about Zen, Zen meditation. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. It probably, and that, yeah, that could be, that could be the case, but I, I don't remember what happened previously to the, so it's the thing we'll try try it you know think 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 really <laughs> you know and then go online and see if it comes up again <laughs> so maybe you were like watching something or uh whatever yeah. like uh looking into things that you know had nothing to do with zen meditation but somehow it would lead you down the road of thinking about that right right you got to think uh, about something you don't normally think about like wetsuits do you, do you ever go diving? <laughs> right? Think about wetsuits, you know, or stairs yeah, yeah. or it, something like that. If you know, anything, so, it was something like, like woodworking, you know, glass blowing or something yeah, like yeah, that. Right, like right, right, what, right. Watching some guy like carving something out of wood or whatever, you know, probably yeah, something, something like, like that. that. See, see how far you can go. If you can have an image of carving wood and you get a kind of recommendation <laughs> to watch a restoration, whatever. Yeah, you know. I, I've noticed this phenomenon with people before all of this stuff go, go, went on where, you know, cer certain people, like a group of people is exposed to the same ideas. Mm -hmm. And, right. you know, and then from those ideas, you are thinking about something that's seemingly, you know, your own Unrelated. idea. But really, there's like five other people that are thinking the same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, mm -hmm. like I've noticed that a few times. Yeah, I, I think it was yeah. Like in that case, you know, I was probably watching some shit that was um, just making me question, like, why am I even watching this? Like, what what value does this have for my life? What could I be doing otherwise with my time? And mm -hmm. I, I started thinking about like, man, Zen Zen meditation is actually pretty cool like <laughs> <there's something>, maybe <laughs> i should do that instead of watching in youtube <laughs> yeah maybe maybe the computer knows that after so much screen time maybe a day once you go past a certain threshold it starts then starts offering you zen meditation courses he has reached the threshold oh, I don't want no to yeah i think i think that's actually 
was yeah something I had looked at previously triggered that uh, recommendation for me. That that must that has to be what it was. Yeah, but don't give up too quickly. Try a few experiments. Maybe you are an internet lord. No, it was just it was just a crazy. At the time, I was like, "What the fuck? Why?" (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, great. Yeah, it seems like an EIE thing. It does, and it is. It is. It that that is what it is because we're we are training the AI. That's that's what's happening here. Why? (laughs) Yeah. So maybe the AI will come to certain conclusions before you do about stuff. Uh, uh, Yeah. Like I've noticed this with the left, where you know. like they have a certain line of thinking and then you go, Oh, well, you know, maybe, uh, in, in a certain amount of time, uh, people will start saying this, this, and this, you know, and it'll be seemingly crazy, but it's like, well, if you keep, keep going down this road, this is what the conclusion will be. And, you know, here we are essentially. So, uh, I just started noticing it with like, you know, all this weird sexual stuff going on. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, I mean, I think as early as like 2006 or seven, I thought, well, maybe they'll start saying that like gay is a civil rights thing. Yeah. And I like, and at that time I was like, you know, that's, that was really not really being bantied about really. Uh, but then all of a sudden it, it, it exploded like, you know, like this is like, you know, like a gay person is like a black person, you know, that's a civil rights thing. And so now it's like getting to the point where it's like, you know, like the transgender thing is like that and, the, and they're getting the kids involved. It's just really weird. You just never have believed that. If somebody said in like the late 90s, yeah. About the tranny thing, you'd have been like, "Fuck off, man! That's never going to happen." You, you know what I mean? I, I've never ever would have dreamt of that coming out to what it has. It's just, ah, oh, I don't know. I, yeah. I get up all like, that. So, some of this stuff you gotta like take, take, take a an idea and just you know follow it to its logical conclusion, and then you'll see. Yeah. Where 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 all this stuff's coming from. And so like when people are like saying like, like, Oh, that's crazy. That would never happen. It's like, well, you see, you've already started down this road. And so this is the end of the line. This is where it's going to end up. Mm -hmm. And that happens a lot where, you know, like in American culture where like, they're like, you know, like, Oh, well, we're just, you know, playing with this idea, but it's not going to be that extreme. And then it becomes that extreme. Right. It starts with a wee seed in the head, sort of hanging in. I think it's really extreme. Yeah. I remember. You always have to take things to their extreme, at least to think about it first. The media does. I mean, because it will, it will get there. (laughs) Uh You know, it's like it happens like naturally, and it also happens in this synthetic way, like the media does it, where they're like they already know they're going to bring you down this road. And then they, but then they'll they'll play this little game with you, and they'll be like, "Oh, that'll never happen," you know. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the constant uh, massaging public opinion, where. Uh... And they're processing that. They're process, 
I don't think there's anything they couldn't. Uh, well, no, no. My my gut says that they could take the fucking lot anywhere they like. It does, because I would never have thought, like uh, the things I've seen happening, that that I wouldn't have thought they would have been able to do it, like take it there. Um, I don't know what I thought would have stood in the way, but anyway, I just never thought you would have been able to do that. And like, yeah, well, the, yeah, the tranny like... next to the schools is a perfect example. And I mean, come, oh my god, and folk are really for this thing, some of them, you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. well, they must be. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so horrible and abusive, man. But if it's not labelled as such, then it's not, is it? And it's just like, oh, I don't know. I always remember them saying the thing about, this is way back, and it was just kind of like, yeah, the Illuminati, whatever. You know, they they were wanting to make it so that they could do this, that, and this, and that, and this is how they'll go about it. And <clears throat> whenever that was, that I first heard that, I was kind of like, oh yeah, whatever. Well, a lot of the stuff that they listed off there, <laughs> it's kind of like happened. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, going in the direction, I just like, oh, I mean, it's I can't even think about it, but just all out. Pedoness, sort of thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I mean, you just look at some of the stuff that they serve up, you know, and this sort of like an innocent wee kind of like character thing, and then just turning into the big raven lunatic whore like that just one example <laughs> man i mean but that happens repeatedly what is that like what, did you, what yeah. i mean that's absolutely disgusting to me you know and i just see it all the time like done again and again and again and nobody knows what nobody's clocking it you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah well, it goes with the soma doesn't it sex and the soma that is very uh huxleyan it's true yeah. Lots of uh, what did he call them? How did he describe the the the, the young women? Pneumatic. Pneumatic. Yeah, Pneumatic. Right, so right. That was fit. That was the the word for fit. Pneumatic. A drill. Bouncy. My God, I haven't read it. You know, I haven't read shows, it on. He shows his his English work, his English upper class roots. Really. Bouncy, bouncy, what? <laughs> <laughs> Naughty, all that stuff. <laughs> I've not read it before. Or the 1984. I'm scared of them, to be honest. No, that was that that weird fucking poem, to Maddie, that you're you're referencing. That. The weird weird poem that he wrote that Jan Irvin is so fond. Of. Uh, <laughs> so that was, uh, I haven't followed Girl, girls ecstatic oh, and girls pneumatic. Or... Oh, yeah. oh, that. Okay, right, yeah. yeah, yeah that I, one. Book. I read the book, and I do read that, that phrase stuck in my mind pneumatic. It's such a sort of mm-hmm. mechanical, I don't know, scientific way of you know, but you still know what he means somehow. But still, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, look through sort of this mechanical lens, this sort of you know, this structure, pneumatic. I've never heard it called that. Yeah, he even he, he even had some some like recorded a song 
he took that poem and uh, made a nice little acoustic ditty with those lyrics. <laughs> yeah, there was a few people that did it. He'd have right, right. send in different versions. Because <laughs> he had different people doing it. He, he didn't record it, but it was other people. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are like pretty comedy sounding, you know what I mean? And I can't even remember the words to it or I would be able to like, because it was a certain silly voices and all that. I never knew that was a Huxley hang, that, you know? <laughs> That's what really? it is. It's like, hey, don't worry about it. Take some sound yeah. and have some sex. And hey. Yep, yep. Don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. It's all good. Yeah. It's just. What'd you orgy? It's just technology. It's just, yeah. uh, you know, that thing you clicked on um, two hours ago now suggesting your new worldview. That's that's all it is. It's all good. The problem is, though, that it, isn't, it isn't like uh, in Huxley's book. It's not everywhere like that. So there's the opposing forces. So so one side saying do this and the other side saying don't do this. And you don't know what the fuck you're going to do. You know? So you can't, you know, you know, they tend to do this and then the others make it illegal to do it. Oh, brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> so you know caught in between always yeah it's yeah it's kind of it's kind of three bosses four bosses too many bosses yeah it's like they get everybody all drugged up and then they tell them all to be tolerant and then the, when people are sort of soft and overly tolerant then they move in with the extreme intolerance of ideas right i gotta yeah. pose that yeah. it's really kind of strange how it works but mm. it's like it moves from one extreme to the other where it's extreme tolerance and then it becomes like if you yeah. don't think like we do then you know you're like a bad person or whatever mm. it's, it's very strange yeah, and there's like, you know, like, have you seen this? There's a guy named Computing Forever on Facebook that uh, he put out an interesting video called Newspeak, the uh, new Microsoft Word AI makes your writing politically correct. <laughs> and it's like pretty funny. I mean, it's like, you know, straight out of 1984 where, you know, it, I... I guess if you're typing on Microsoft Word and you're using politically incorrect terms, it oh, will my. suggest that you use more politically correct stuff. Oh, I even noticed right. this on my cell phone. Like I said something like that was like I used a term that was like politically incorrect, uh, and it didn't like you know delete it or replace it, but yeah, it underlined yeah. it. It was like it was almost like telling me bad, bad, bad. No, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Like it, if you have autocorrect enabled or whatever uh, on your, I try to text the word fuck and it comes up with every other word except for fuck. Oh, oh my I, phone if, will let me say fuck and it doesn't even <laughs> care. It's like if I if I use the word cock, it says something. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Now we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Yeah, yeah um, it's, it's like oh man. I'm trying to, yeah, and I try to disable all these settings, you know, autocorrect. I don't want any, you know, assistance, whatever. I disable all that shit, and it's still, I can't type the word fuck unless I do it manually. 
there's no like wow. auto auto fill for the word fuck <laughs> oh really yeah it's pretty funny yeah it's funny on mine it actually it it, it, it learns that i use the i lose i use, use curse words sometimes not just yeah yeah i was just like oh okay you're yeah, trying yeah. to type shit and fuck okay here you it go. should. That ideally, it would learn it. Yeah, that's good. So you must have a good model phone there. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. It's an Android. I mean, I know like Apple's a little more anal like that. <laughs> no, I've got an Android as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter really in the long term because I mean, the real that's all the same you, shit. The real eugenicists yeah, yeah. out there, they don't talk. They don't talk about race at all anymore. They talk about populations and you know demographics and. They don't use the yeah, word, yeah. but they're still talking about eugenics, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they're still talking about race classification. Apparently nowadays, uh, the European, the white European male is not on the top of the tree because they've got to admit that the Asians are better at maths. <laughs> so, so it's like, you see again, so again, it's a, this kind of handover to the Chinese or something, you know, so even in their evolutionary... China. China. Yeah, they're basically sort of saying, China, China, China. We've got to admit admit that that those those guys over there, they're 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 smarter than we are. But they still want to stick to their hierarchy. You know, they don't mind taking second place. It's funny how they always stick to that and being a measure of intelligence as well. Actually, yeah, the inherent differences. He can do sums. (laughs) It's like I don't know. There is cleverness in it. I'm not saying there isn't, but. It's, uh, I don't know, what is cleverness? You know, I don't know. Sums. There's all sorts of cleverness, but I mean, the mean, the one they mean is assimilation of, of information, you know? Yeah. And, and, um, and abstract thought as well, you know, especially when it gets to maths and things like that, so being able to... Yeah. And some people are better at that than others, you know? My yeah, but they're not, but they'll, they'll be lacking somewhere... <laughs> Just the same as what they're good at it, and like they'll be maybe a wee bit antisocial, oh, you know, stuff, stuff like that. I don't think, I don't know, I'm not a big believer in a no, me neither. range of different abilities. There, I think that, like, well, the whole thing's a scam, you know. First of all, you make a list. Yeah. Look, I'll show, I'll show you the truth. Here's a graph, yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> Even in the university course I'd done, that's what it basically told you that there was, there was, it was for about maybe, there's a little book, I've still got it somewhere, and it's just talking about what is measuring intelligence was the course name, and then it's just kind of like, you can't, <laughs> you can't, when I put that down, because I think I've still got the, the thing I wrote, and when I wrote that down at the end, I said it's not very, it's something like I finished it off by, uh, a sweeping statement, they said, don't do that. And so, I said something like, um, so at the end of the day, I just conclude that it's not that intelligent uh-huh. to try and measure intelligence. I got it right. It isn't. No, no. Cultural aspects, all sorts of yeah, things. Yeah, that's what it's measuring. The IQ, t- the IQ <laughs> test is pretty lousy as well. Like still use it. And the oh, guy yeah. who invented it was a racist himself. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, it's still used as a. Yeah, I mean, they're they're looking for a certain type of intelligence, not necessarily holistic yeah. intelligence. Yeah. So there's there's some people they're they're like, oh, you're dumb, but then they it's like, well, 
you know, they're, they're just, you know, intelligent in different ways. It doesn't come up on a test. Mm -hmm. Right. This one arbitrary test that's been devised by some, you know, a little faction of the population. Yeah. I remember doing it. Implemented. Did an IQ test, and I know that I used uh, Pythagoras, you know, three, four, five triangle to solve one of the problems. You got to learn that shit. Maybe there's another way of solving it, but that was the quickest way, you know. Hmm. Right, but it kind of implies that you know everything that's incorporated into that test is a true measure of intelligence, but. What's not incorporated into that test? Everything. Yeah, what's been edited out. Everything that means anything, you know what I mean? How, like, how, how many other questions are there? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, what a joke. I know. And it's just kind of like, well, if you've been brought up in a certain society, you will be more exposed to, like, crosswords, like, uh, words <laughs> yeah. that, like stuff like that. So your brain will be more able to do that than what someone that's a tribes person will be. It's kind of like that. It's like what it measures is a distance, not an intelligence, a, a distance from who created it, where, and like the furthest away you get from them, the, the least that's like going to, you're going to understand it or right. it's going to apply to yeah, you. So it doesn't mean that you're silly because you can't do yeah. it. It's really Quite interesting. Yeah, that's because man is not the measure there. They've created something else. No, I measure. don't think so either. If man's the measure, then you'd say, yeah, you look at that and you'd say, oh, look, people further away score lower on this, this test. Yeah, they're, they're further silly. Away from this culture. Yeah. But they're not silly. You don't, because they're the measure of they're the datum line. They stay equal. So you interpret the data totally different. Yeah, it's like, you know, like, I mean, uh, you know, when you, when you have like, people that are intelligent in certain ways, like I've noticed that, they, that, that people who are intelligent in a particular way where they're able to take two, two completely seemingly unrelated topics and then find similarities or ways that they cross over or mm -hmm. uh, whatever, like they're, they're ignored usually. And they're, they're like, Oh, that has nothing that, you know, you're going off topic. That's one mm -hmm. thing that like people say all the time. You're going off topic, and I've been told that since I was like, "Oh, you're going off topic," and it's like, "Well, that's a type of intelligence." You know, it's like it goes yeah. goes in there with pattern recognition and stuff, and they essentially are trying to drive that out of people, and so they're like, mm -hmm. "Oh, you're stupid if you find these that's connections." And so you know, there's no tests out there that that look for that sort of thing. You know. Or something really like that I know of. I mean, maybe there are, but that's a talent. That's a talent in certain areas. You just got to connect somehow. That's a difficulty. Probably but... dangerous as well. <laughs> Don't want to put doing that now. Joining up dots and shit. Yeah. That's and great, just that's like what about like empathetic people and stuff that are like good at caring for people? That's good something. Or they can put themselves in other people's places or something like that. Like, yeah, give me one of these folk any day over yeah, someone. You'll never, you'll never, calculus. that that's not included on the IQ. There's, nah. there's no category for that on the. Nah. 
Q test. And... No. Being nice. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, there was the this uh, the, for a while they were. It was this uh, EQ test, wasn't it? Emotional intelligence. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fickle step, probably. Kind of. Oh, But who cares about that? No one talks about the fucking EQ score, do they? <laughs> What's your EQ score? No, no one, no one ever mentions that. <laughs> no, and it's just exactly the sort of people we need now. There's, they're the people who don't kind of freak out when, <laughs> when there's a big argument. And I, you kind of do something, people. It's, um, I think this is a major thing. I, I just as far as I can see, and people I've spoke to, and whatever. But when you're younger. And uh, not encouraged, then forever you're going to think that you're a stupid person, or you know, like people that go to school and they don't like it. Well, school's a very narrow thing; like it's it's not really got that much options and stuff. It's totally unnatural. The sitting down, blah blah blah. Some of them just don't get on with the authority thing and things like that. And they're told then, and they're kind of made to think. But I don't, I just don't freaking like learning, you know what I mean? And these are intelligent people, just the same as anyone else. But they've been told this way back then, and it puts them off for life. And it puts more people off than it puts on, tell you that, I think. Because mm. mm. like, you can hear some people thinking like, oh, why don't people just learn things from there? Well, the reason that they don't is because they don't think that it's an enjoyable thing to do. Because they've, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's quite mad. Yeah, no, that learning is, yeah, you have to learn that learning's. It's a lot to do with just being encouraged and being, uh-uh. yeah, having like a comfort like in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you're poor, it's harder because, I don't know, uh, it's quite interesting as well. That was in the course as well. It's just kind of saying, like, well, you've got more things to worry about, your head's all over the place more and you're not like nourished enough and blah 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 on and on but like that's definitely something as well i think yeah yeah the classes you know that's why they go to high, why we go to high school and others go to grammar <laughs> and why some go to university and some don't yeah and it's just like opportunity a lot of that stuff yeah just the people you meet the click you can get into yes wherever you came from. Yeah. yeah, you see it just in show business. These, you know, they were all at Cambridge at the same time and they're all in the footlights. And, yeah. And sure, and they Did all... tell you about the water rats? That's pretty funny. A thing I found called the Grand Order of the Water Rats. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the show business side. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you were showing me that. That's so funny. It's got all the just the, like, sort of... It's a kind of... Is celebrity of a certain caliber, isn't it? It's like, yeah. I don't know, jazz hands, I don't know, like cabaret stars, and um, that probably were a bit more popular before. But it's like EastEnders, it's like, do you know what it is? It's like a bloody well catalogue of national treasures, is what it is. <laughs> national I treasures being on TV sometimes, some sort of ceremony award show or something that they did, the water rat size. Oh, they're completely out the closet. I don't know why oh, I never yeah. found them ages ago. Yeah. They're on Facebook, drunk at their parties. Yay! And the <laughs> I couldn't stop looking at it for a bit. Oh, yes. yeah. So funny. <laughs> um, yeah, the, and then I found the, the water ratlets, I think their name is, or the 
ratlings. That's the lady ones. Oh, they the look even mental. Okay. <laughs> uh, the English in their clubs. Yes. It's funny. It is. But, you know, you mean, if you get an offer to come and join the Rattlings with all these famous people, hobnob. Yeah. It's like uh, selection. Yeah, there you go. Must get your head in the auditions and stuff like that. Or dead. Yes, probably. I don't know, you know, yeah, would have thought so. Clubs always, you know. It's just about meeting the right people, isn't it? Being in the right. It circle. is. It's always been about that. Like, yeah. and if the right people just think, pick to you or not, that's another thing. I think. If the right people think, if what? they pick to you, they give you work. If they don't, yeah. they don't. Yeah, if you work, <laughs> right, sure, that's it. If you're easy to work with, that's right. I mean, you know, and so the talent does play parts in it, and you yeah, know, do you not think that's funny when you see like. Oh, I don't know. And I mean, maybe at some level, you can just be a complete nut job. But like, you see people and they're like, oh, yes, they're such a diva. They just go in and they're like, no, I'm not doing this. And, you know, like, that is not, that's, <laughs> I don't believe in that very much, to be honest. Because you just wouldn't have ever been taken on if you had that. You know what I mean? If you had an attitude like that, you need to be really just like flexible with whatever. Has asked of yeah. yeah. Um, but then again, maybe as you get more successful, it's different. I don't know. Maybe that's what's asked of you. Know, you're going to play the arrogant one, guy. You know, Will. Yeah, it's been asked. You've got to have protection, you. haven't you? You've got to have protection. To you're play the arrogant one in the first place. You need bodyguards. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a role for everyone, I guess. Yeah. Sure. James was mentioning that early on, you know, and especially then you come from those mean streets, and as soon as you're famous, you don't need that. You're not on the mean streets anymore. What are you going to do? Sing about mm -hmm. your in your gated community and your nice new swimming pool? Which is what <laughs> yeah, they do. do do that. get on with that. I've always thought about that. It's a bit boring. Then you go to war. Excuse me. <laughs> or being rich, I'm kind of like I'd, I've not really got any ambition to be rich, you know. I don't know what to do with it. You know, what would you do with I it? I wouldn't know what to do with them. Like the people that you would need to hang around with and that. Like they wouldn't want me anywhere near them either. Let's be frank. It's like uh, it just wouldn't be very nice. I don't. I, I don't well, know. You don't have to go anywhere near them. You can. <laughs> what you say, you can reopen your local pub. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can. Hey, you can buy shit. Okay? If you're really rich. You can buy shit. You can create your own. You know, buy the block. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know what to do with it I, never, I honestly it probably comes into that just, uh, and it's better to just think like that I think because it's probably not going to happen yeah. so I just think like that really <coughs> rather than chasing it that's just pointless you know what I mean yeah I'd like to tell you I was thinking of the other day, <laughs> set up a kind of big workshop and get lots of good craftsmen in the workshop yeah so they're all together and we we'll use each other's tools and they can then like this tv program and then they can uh, and then people can go along with their old shit you know um their family heirlooms and there's their strange stuff that's like they've never been able to repair and these guys these people will be able to repair it you know 
because it's a big big enough workshop with enough expertise you know drawing the best best craftsmen from all over the world you know that would be great how, a lot of money. how would you say <laughs> that like people that have got money well it seems to be like that people that have got money kind of evil bastards aren't they no so it's kind of like how is that that what that is and i'm always trying to suss things like that out like well, I, used to, me- I used to think that. I used to think that. And <laughs> funny thing. Funny not thing. Like that in a basic way, I don't know. Well, what is wrong with these people, man? Something wrong with them, like. I don't know. I used to think that, right? And you know what? The weirdest thing is Margaret fucking Thatcher. <clears throat> Apparently, <laughs> there's a quote I read that was attributed to her, and the quote was, right. uh, "The mm-hmm. Good Samaritan didn't just have good intentions; he had money as well." Oh. Yeah, and I thought, yeah, it's true. You know, you can uh, you can get by yourself, right? And you know, but uh, sometimes it was there were times when I thought, shit, if I had some money, I could help the, you know, I could help the situation. This is a shit situation. If someone had some money, you know, and um, so that was one thing. <coughs> the other thing was this idea of you know, you're you're one, you're you're either one type of person or another type, but you're either the type of person that attracts money or the not. Look at your underlying. You know, so and that was the thing. So I thought, I always thought, I always thought people who've got money must be evil. I don't want to be evil. Ergo, I don't have money. You know, caught in a kind of what's called a hidden contract. You know, just blow that shit away and say no, no, it's okay. <laughs> I'm in the way. Let me get in the way of money and have the money, and then if I can help anyone, I can help anyone. You'd love to help your niece, you know? Yeah. Well, it, it's reached a point now. It, if you create something with and primitive art to create something with your hands, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's becoming, yeah, more and more. Besides, besides computer code, obviously, do with your hands. But, um, you know, c- create a physical object with your hands, yeah. it's considered primitive. Is it? Not anymore. Not a craft, not, not, more and more, it's becoming, um, like I said, there's a TV program. These guys are the stars <coughs> fixing people's. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they, those people are in tears when they see these things. <laughs> yeah, right. And it works every time. And it's, uh, yeah, sure. But they do really, really do amazing jobs. It's pretty, pretty impressive what they, how they restore this shit. Yeah. And, uh, and you see what matters to people, you know, it's their, these memories and, these, and their family yeah. and, their, and their friends and their. Well, well, ultimately, I mean, you know, we can tell the real from the art of, you know, most, hopefully most people can when it comes to manufactured goods. <laughs> so I did think at one time, there's always a, there's always a show, place for this show would be fantastic training ground for crisis actors. Yeah, right. <laughs> Couldn't help thinking that as well. Because you know? they've all got to cry on cue. Some of them, do, but most of them do. But no, it looks genuinely real. I think it, it it would be genuinely real sometimes if you got something, you know, um, that your grandpa used to, you know, something that you know that really meant something for you, and you let it deteriorate, yeah. and you thought it was unsavable, and then they kind of not only do they restore it, but they restore it sympathetically. They keep all the the important dents and knocks and bits on it, and they don't just make it new, you know. So people are like, it's a magical sort of experience then. God, I, wish, I think fucking hell, I wish, yeah, yeah. I wish they could do that with me. <laughs> 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 I 
you know. Yeah, it kind of becomes an extension. Yeah, you know, kind of like fix me all up. I think that's what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, great. (laughs) Wind the old motor back up again. Yeah. All right. Well, we've been about, what, three hours? Well, we uh, still stop, stop the recording now, maybe? Yeah. Right. All right. Well, we've been pretty good. personal tonight, Lizzie. Hello. Do you like a Craig?